0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Film Feast podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bledsoe. And in this episode, we are celebrating spooky season by ranking the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, And who is crazy enough to help me do this? Well, he is the man who helped me rank the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise uh, over a year ago. Uh, It is Dirk Marshall, the
1: VHS podcast. Dirk, how you doing? Hello. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for asking me to not watch more than one movie for this episode. (laughs) Did you only watch one Nightmare movie, is it? Yeah, I just watched the new one. I thought we were just going to have 2 hours of just us praising the remake of a Nightmare God. on Elm Street. This
0: is just a secret remake Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Like that's all we're going to talk about. Um, no, no, no. That oh. <laughs> yeah, Well, hopefully you could talk about the rest of the franchise as well. Uh then you'll be okay. <laughs> oh, we'll get to we'll get to the remake. Don't worry. It'll get its due. Um, but <laughs> Um, yes, thank you for coming back and ranking another franchise with me.
1: Uh, it's very exciting i I love the idea i love personal ranking i love hearing people's experiences with the movies and especially when they appreciate something that i maybe didn't as much then i go oh wow like i just think that that's a refreshing thing to to hear and remember that movies and art can affect people in different ways and that's okay
0: yeah that's perfectly fine and we celebrate it so uh this will be interesting i have no idea how you feel about this franchise or where you'd rank anything. So I'm like, this is great. I'm totally a dark. Um, and that Texas Chantel Massacre ranking episode we did, I think, if I remember right, it's still like in the top 10 Film Feast episodes for oh, downloads. Wow. It was very popular. People love a ranking or a top 10 or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it felt like the right time of year. It's October. I was like, I want to do something with you again. You you were game for another ranking. And I was like, well, let's do Nightmare on Elm Street because it's shorter than most horror franchises and i think i can say the quality is higher overall consistently
1: (laughs) yes i completely (laughs) agree with you and i'm so interested um not just because we're two different people but also because we're different ages i feel like and i definitely grew up with these movies coming out and me watching them as they were new And I know that even age aside, I know you came back to horror movies later on in life, right? Much later, yes. Much later. So (laughs) so like maybe they all already existed at once or except for maybe the remake, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because there's some of these films that I don't even know if I can objectively say if it's better than another one because I just... (laughs) so steeped in it at the time that like it became the quotable thing and it's the thing that ended up in clip shows and stuff so it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out yes I I
0: do have a whole history of Freddy Krueger though that I'm sure we'll talk about uh that I I have oh. a few Nightmare on Elm Street stories I can finally put to bed probably on the show that I told multiple times but right. uh I got a whole history with this man and I it's uh got a lot of it's uh, just uh he's haunted me for a while but <laughs> so um but yeah it is October we used to talk about things we've seen lately on the show. How is your October watching going? So I'm assuming you're watching a lot of horror movies. I'm going to guess.
1: Yeah. Like... So 31 and 31 for, for me is introducing my wife often to movies that wow. she hasn't seen before. Over the years, I've tried to do it like in a way that they're movies that she would want to watch. Because before <laughs> I, just be like, I want her to have seen this. And then she'd be like, I don't like nightmare sisters. And I'm like, that's fair. We don't have to, I don't know why I tried to put this on. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I've definitely been doing that. But I did I did watch a couple other things that I if you don't mind, I'll just highlight them right now in the in the episode. Oh, okay, great. First (laughs) one is uh, Mahakal from 1994. It's a it's a Bollywood film about an angry spirit of a child slayer who preys on teens in their sleep, kind of unlike anything um, else I've seen. You know, it's um. Just that's vaguely it, familiar. <laughs> it's great. The killer makes witty quips, and he has a glove of knives. It's um, it's an original thought. Um, yeah. and after that, I watched a movie called Night Killer from 1990, directed oh. by Bruce Uh huh. <laughs> about a killer with an ugly rubber mask, and one hand has claws on it. Um, you know. Anyway, just I just like to watch different things, and uh, and then I watched Brain Scan from 1994 about a kid who has a video game. And when he's asleep, people are being murdered. But we don't know if it's him or not or this other witty, quipping demon named Trickster. Uh, And then the last one I watched is called Night Wars from 1988. It's about two veterans who are having nightmares and people are getting hurt. Uh, But in real life, it's basically Nightmare on Elm Street. But if Freddy was the Vietnam War. (laughs) But that's just some of the things I watched. Freddy was the entire Vietnam
0: War. I love how... This happened this on the Tech Channel Massacre episode <laughs> two, I think. Uh yeah. and you just <laughs> run through these so quickly. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Okay, Dirk's doing a great bit here. Yeah. Um I hate go back to is Night Killer. The yeah. the that did you That's know right. where that movie was set? You notice where that was where that movie was no. set in? Virginia Beach which is literally wow. the town wow. right next to me <laughs> oh my in, gosh is yeah, it actually set there it's actually
1: set and shot uh, there from what I can tell oh wow okay there, have you gone around to all the night killer spots and been like you guys I've, wasn't there I, a watched the movie, a I there should be
0: I'm gonna go put one up yeah. I own the movie basically just because <laughs> it's in Virginia Beach because that's so rare um and I like the Virginia Beach boardwalk is in the movie like oh I know that I know exactly where that is um, there's some stuff in Norfolk, Virginia, which is again like a city like right over, like 20 minutes away. Um, I'm like, I recognize where that street is. It's very I don't I don't get this very much. They don't shoot a lot of movies around here, weirdly enough. Like, and it's a nice area with a lot of different locations, but they just don't shoot stuff here. Um, so it's very fun for me to watch Night Killer and be like, I know where that is. <laughs> Night Killer uh, is
1: ludicrous I know you so I know you have a friend who's a YouTuber now. So if you start your YouTube uh career, might as well start with Night Killer. I mean, you'd just be like, Hi, I'm Matt Bledsoe, and we're on the set of where Night Killer was filmed in 1990, right here. Um, anybody? The city should be acknowledging these landmarks, and they're not. It's really upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> like, they the... should have, like, a Night Killer quilt up at Town Hall, and,
0: you know. I should go it's... to a city council meeting and demand <laughs> for this. Like, people are talking about, like, important issues, and I come up, like, where's the Night Killer statue? What's going yeah. on? This is insane. Um, but, yeah, that's, I... <laughs> i appreciate those movies all sounded i mean i, I think okay i've seen Night killer i've seen uh, yes I, I have seen brain scan i've not
1: seen the other two uh those yeah, all Night, sound like wars cool. is kind of hard to track down but maha call is you could find a lot of that on youtube for sure because okay. it's like a bollywood freddy and people just <laughs> can't get enough of that they can't get enough bollywood freddy <laughs> <laughs>
0: i love it um okay well i'll run through mine really quick uh i've been watching a lot of horror stuff. Um, because it is that time of year. Yep. I watched a new uh, movie that came on Amazon Prime called Totally Killer. I
1: which almost is- watched this last night.
0: It's a fun time. I don't know what <laughs> <else> this <is. laughs> My voice time got travel. hot like I'm lying, but it's I'm not. Uh, it's, well, it's hard, what did you say? <laughs> time travel. It is time travel. Uh, yeah. A lot of people, when they heard the premise, were like, oh, this sounds just like The Final Girls, which is, I thought, the same thing. Um, it's really not that much like The Final Girls, besides the fact that it's, because uh, in F- Final Girls, the girl gets sucked into a movie that her mom starred in. Her mom passed away. And that's the whole I thing. I love Final Girls. So, it, man, so that movie. Good. Someone posted, like, the ending their day. And I was crying immediately. Like, damn it, I'm crying so again. Okay. Um, totally Killer is not nearly as emotional as the Final Girls. And it's more like a Back to the Future, um, Happy Death Day yeah, kind of riff. Sense. And there's a little Final Girls, but it's not as much as I thought from the description. Um, it's directed by Ninochka Khan, who did Always Be My Maybe, which I think was like a pretty popular Netflix movie, like a rom-com. Um, this is fun. This is way more like comedy than horror. It's a horror comedy. It is actually the kills are surprisingly bloody. I was I was kind of surprised <laughs> by that. Um, it's got a good cast. Keenan Shipka is the lead. Um, I don't think it's like a. Uh, spoiler, because it's literally the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Her mom is killed by this mass killer, and she goes back in time because her friend invented a time machine. Just, <laughs> just kind of go with that premise. Her friend is a, a time machine, and she goes back to 1987 uh, and is trying to stop the killer before they ever start, so her mom will be alive. Um and there's some fun stuff with like her going back to the 80s, and I mean, you know, the references are on kind of on the nose, and there's some funny stuff with her. Saying, like, you can't say that, or like, what do you mean we can't say, you know, like stuff people would say in the 80s, it wouldn't fly now. Um, yeah, yeah it's it's fun, it's uh, it's a good time, it, especially if you're looking for like something a little lighter when you're in, you know, you're watching me a lot of dark stuff in October, throw one totally killer. It's a good time, it's very fun. Um,
1: so that I'd recommend. I saw the new Saw movie, Saw X. Oh, I just picked up the Blu ray set of eight movies for eight dollars on Amazon. Wow. man that's a that's a steal uh i had i've only seen one through three so i'm i'm very excited to uh someday watch that how what did you think of the new one i cannot believe that the
0: 10th entry in the Saul franchise is (laughs) one of the best entries in the Saul franchise like especially because the last few i think have not been very good
1: oh i did see spiral
0: that counts right yeah it counts but it's like one of those things where like barely uh i thought i think i was too kind to spiral i don't know what you thought of spiral but i it wasn't was crazy. not a fan like the more i think about it, I'm like spiral's kind of bad
1: jigsaw's okay um oh my gosh then... is this next october are we giving them a preview of what we're going to be talking about next october <laughs> uh, the the problem
0: i actually like the Saul franchise but the problem is they would run together like crazy. Like I would not be able to tell you what's happening in each one after part two. I think like three through five are very connected. I'd be completely lost. Uh, I do like six a lot. The final chapter is I think pretty disappointing, which was the final chapter and they've made three more since. Um, But Saul X is very good. Saul X. uh, I don't know. I had a friend who was complaining about this being a spoiler, but it's literally in every synopsis and in the trailer that the movie takes place between Saul one and Saul two Cause They can bring Tobin Bell back, which because they got rid of him way too early in that franchise, that was a mistake, right? And um, basically, the setup is he the first 30 minutes of the movie, I was actually really impressed, is almost like a, it's a character drama based around Tobin Bell, like trying to go get this like experimental cancer treatment in Mexico. And it turns out that it's all a front, it's all a fraud to take people's money. And basically he just goes to get revenge on the people that kind of were running this front. That's all the setup. It takes a long time to get there, but I like Tom Bell's a very good actor. I don't think he's yeah, had like, yeah. it's a very good idea to build the movie around him. Um, and then, yeah, they do all, I mean, and then it becomes like a pretty standard saw movie. Look <laughs> after that, but it's, it's very gory. It's probably one of the gorier saw movies. If that's your bag. Uh, and then uh twist is good. Um, I'm curious where they go next because how long if they want to stretch Tobin Bell out more? Uh you know, later in this series, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, it did well. I yeah.
1: I hear you call it Saw X. I've been calling it Socks. <laughs> yes.
0: I heard you make the, the joke that it sounds like a Boston accent, like the you know, go socks. Like it's <laughs> yeah, like um that's... I should start calling it socks. Uh uh, it's I liked it. I was really into it for like the whole time. And it's got uh it's man, like... when that saw theme music kicks in. And stuff goes down. That is a, that is sweet. That is a good time. <laughs> like Da-na-na. I'm like, yes. Um, yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time with it. Um, because I almost I think I was gonna see it because I, I had COVID the weekend it came out, and then the reviews were people were like, This is really good. And I was like, Well, I guess I gotta go see the new Saw movie. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good time. So um recommend it, especially if you're I mean if if you're not a fan of franchise, I don't think it would make you a fan of franchise, but if you are, if you have been a fan, I think you'll be enjoy Saul x because it it's one of the better ones i would think i'd probably put it just behind like Saul one and two those wow. are like my two okay. favorites it's probably I've, my
1: third I've, favorite i've seen people's rankings and that's about where that's it's been placed so that's good that's so, good. um that's really all i had i
0: i've been watching some other random stuff a lot of nightmare on elm street movies obviously <laughs> but yeah. uh i i guess we could start ranking but i guess what well, my first question should probably be <laughs> uh your history with the nightmare on elm street Franchise, and I guess Freddy Krueger as a character. Sure. Um, yeah.
1: So, I mean, growing up in a video store, I had access to these things, um <laughs> and you know, I was I was little, I was a little kid, so Freddy was pretty terrifying. And the concept of like being him being able to get you in your sleep is, I mean, it wasn't really much scarier. Every other franchise, I mean, you had your Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you had to travel to that farmhouse. You yes. were really <laughs> asking for it in that situation. And uh, I wasn't a camp kid. So Friday the 13th checked off the list. Right. Halloween. But like, I just wasn't that scared um, for 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 Michael Myers and all of that stuff. So Freddy really was the one that kind of like stood out. And I would you know, I liked Fangoria and stuff like that. So it had really cool kills, very inventive that will I'm sure we'll get to how creative these movies are the way that it can use dream logic and bend stuff around. I just think is it really from a writing standpoint means like you can kind of go anywhere with this. And yet somehow it's kind of one of the more grounded horror franchises. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a big fan. Even like when I looked back, I, a lot of these movies I haven't watched since back in the day, like in the eighties and stuff. Oh, and so, wow! Okay. Yeah. So um, they left a huge imprint on me, but it's not something that like every October I'm like, gotta watch them all. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't my thing, but, but they, you know, it, he was so iconic and he had lines on like, you know, you know, Freddie and Michael, I mean, Jason and Michael are not talking a lot, not a lot of quotable things <laughs> to stay on, no. on the playground, you know, <laughs> but um but even my memories of, of Freddie were harsher than the movies themselves, because like when we look back, it's like, oh, he calls everyone a bitch and all of this stuff. And like <laughs> that does happen, but not nearly as much as I was thinking in my head. Like, I mean, because comedians like to really kind of blow that out and like, you know, make it cartoonish even more so. And uh, <laughs> and so, I yeah, a lot of stuff that I, I went back to, I was like, oh, that's creative. Or it's also some of the one liners they give him are are barely a joke like it's really <laughs> some of it makes no sense and i was just like how did you mess that up but yeah. um but yeah so it's a it's an interesting history with with mr kruger um but like you, you know because he was also like on talk shows and things like he was right. in it's like a pop culture phenomenon yeah right? it he was, was like... A phenomenon. It's like max Headroom and like you know freddy Krueger, and uh <laughs> and so yeah it's uh it was really really fun to do this and to go back and be like okay i'm gonna watch them all in order and also when i watched them i wouldn't have known directors and stuff like that. i wouldn't have paid attention to oh, any yeah things like that so that was interesting too to be like oh this is when so and so got this opportunity and they did this and um so yeah so looking back it was a really fun process but what about yourself what's your freddy history so i
0: love this i think we're coming from two completely different directions yeah, <laughs> because I love it. uh I was born in 87, so I'm way too young to remember oh, yeah. the the prime saying... of the run. You know, it's like, but uh, I know I've told the story before, but I will tell it again and maybe put it to bed this episode. But my first memory of him is we had a local video store uh, that had a giant, not even giant, a normal sized, a Freddy Krueger standee. like oh, yes. Full size Freddy Krueger uh-huh. standee. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I can we kind of picture in my head of how he was posing. It mm-hmm. had to have been like probably for Freddy's dead, because that would have been like 91. And I would have been about five, so I about to, I could start remembering well, I've been four, but but they might have kept up for a while. But I was like, it was at the front door, you could not avoid you open the door. It's right there. You there. could not avoid it. Yeah. So I go to this video store. And every time I go and my mom would tell me that I would literally cover my eyes and run past it. Like I would just run away from it. And uh, but I was scared of everything. I remember like looking at a video store and looking up at the Silence of the lamb poster and thinking it was the scariest thing I've ever seen for some reason. With the uh, the bug over the mouth, is it the uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah? Like I don't know why that was like a terrifying image to me. <laughs> like, uh, like it just and I, there was I was scared of everything. But the Freddy Krueger Sandy, I was like, God damn it, get rid of that thing because I'm so scared of it. And it felt like it was there forever. Like I just never of it. So I was scared of this man. Didn't know much about him. He was like my boogeyman. I remember having like a freak out uh probably sometime after i saw the standee because um me and my dad were watching some movie and there was a trailer on the vhs for it had to be five because there was like a baby carriage uh and the dream child and i remember just having like a meltdown and my dad having to calm me down because i was like freaking out about (laughs) freddie we didn't know this was coming up and i he was my he was my boogeyman i was Uh. petrified of Freddy krueger like somehow i got the idea get your dreams too i got that and i was like oh my god he can kill me in my dreams (laughs) like there's no escape no one can protect me um so for the longest time i wanted i didn't want to see any of this he made me so uncomfortable even look at i didn't like horror in general because i was so scared of it i didn't want him uh I will probably wait and say what my first nightmare movie was, but it was not one you'd probably expect as my first nightmare movie, but I avoided it for the longest time because it scared me so bad as a kid. And now it's so funny because I love this franchise (laughs) and it's like come full circle. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I just couldn't be more scared of him. And my mom still brings it up. She's like, I was scared. I was was afraid. But um, yeah. And now she's shocked. She's still shocked. I watched these. She's like, you watch those now? Like, yeah, I've really come around on it. (laughs) so like, check uh, out my new standy i have yeah check this. <laughs> no no the funny thing is the funny thing is he still makes me kind of uncomfortable to look at like mm. even after all the stuff of him going like bitch this bitch that of him being the wicked witch and freddie's dead like uh he still makes me uncomfortable a little bit like to 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 look at him and i'm not that uncomfortable looking at like jason or michael myers they don't it, it's not the same it's probably this childhood trauma. Yeah.
1: Well, there was something grimy about him, too. Like he was the other guys are kind of dingy, but like there was just something about his teeth and the the, the glee he had and just torturing people. It's you know, there was just something about this character that Robert England like breathed life into that was very unsettling. It's it is. I think the idea that he get you get in your dreams is the most unsettling mm-hmm. thing,
0: because. I think I just talk about somewhere else, but the, the you can get away from so many other people. Like, rationally, if you were like, well, I just yeah. wouldn't go to the Texas Chasel Massacre House or I wouldn't go to Camp Crystal Lake, but you have to sleep. So it's like, you know, the idea, idea was so terrifying that he could get you anywhere if you fell asleep and there was no one who could protect you. Because as a little kid, you're like, well, maybe like we could run away from the. No, there's no running anywhere from Freddie Krueger. So it it's a brilliant, brilliant concept for what's craven. Like, it is. Yeah. terrifying because the other I, ones you can all, you could fight them. You could fight the other ones. Like, and you can fight Freddy
1: Krueger as I get into, but like, you know, there's just no, like, what do you do? You know? <laughs> so and it, it's like, they, they take those moments of like, you don't even know it's a dream. Yes. And then yeah, something yeah. starts to go sideways and you're like, Oh no, but you can't wake yourself up. So right. your feet are going into the stairs or whatever. And it's just like, Oh, that is just anxiety inducing terror. Like it's just, <laughs> You're just helpless at the mercy of this psychopath man with the knife hand, you know, who's <laughs> who's burnt, but wears a sweater. It's very strange. But, yeah, he gets he gets
0: chilly. Uh, so, um, yeah. So I don't know. Wild history with the Nightmare Elm Street franchise. But uh, I guess let's get into ranking, man. Let's just jump in. Uh, I can't. So I guess we talked this before off, Mike, but I guess we're just going to we're going to go from bottom to top from least yep. favorite to favorite these are just our favorites and we're gonna go back and forth individually um and if we match great that makes things easy uh but if Dirk says like my least favorite I'm gonna say something insane is like the first time home street and I go well Dirk mine's higher well I think we'll we're just gonna talk about it when it comes yeah. up we're not gonna table it I know like it's like a running joke I think when I do the top 10 episode I'm like let's table let's table it because we table everything so yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be easier to just if it comes up We'll just talk about it. And if it's happened, it's on higher someone's list. We'll probably say a little more about it, but we've you know, basically said our piece. So um, yeah. we can start. So there should be, I just want to make sure I'm right, nine movies to rank because we are including Freddy versus Jason and Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. Yes. I actually put a poll on Twitter a long time ago and said, would you count Freddy versus Jason? Because it's a crossover movie. Uh, and overwhelming people were like, yes, count it. So we're counting it. So I just wasn't sure. I was like, it's both of them. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's on here. I, the remakes on here. I think I may have asked about that too. I don't know. But um, yes, yeah, so we should have nine movies. And so number nine, what is your least favorite in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? <laughs>
1: Okay, I think we might be in agreement on this one. I think this is ha- what how we started our Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a, is a bonding here. Not that we have to agree on these films, but yep. it is nice when that happens sometimes. And so the bottom of the list for me is the remake from 2010. You know what? We matched. I will Yes. <laughs> I didn't think that was a shock at all. Um I hope no one will be mad at us for that. I think that's going to be a pretty common opinion. <laughs> like I yeah. I I mean, you know, if this is your favorite and you're listening to this, <laughs> that's wild. But um, <laughs> but I I almost
0: uh, what's the word admire the 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 I don't know what the word would be. Just the if that's truly if someone's like that's my favorite, that's I mean, wow,
1: more power to you. I just I don't understand it, but <laughs> go for yeah, it. If it is, then write into Film Feast and let Matt know because I don't <laughs> understand how that's possible. Yeah, this movie starts off with everyone completely miserable so the story arc is people who are miserable just are miserable so that's not fun to watch at all everyone looks sad or like they smell something bad through the entire film um the special effects it's 2010 and they're like worse than the frighteners and i love the frighteners but some of the effects are wobbly we'll say and in this like they tried to do the wall gag where he's comes through the wall and it is awful. And it's real bad. um, It's (laughs) I give him credit for trying to remake a really great film and not just connect it as a sequel to the really great film, which is what people do now. But it's like, it just doesn't work in any way whatsoever. It's not enjoyable or fun. And then just, it's just not, it's a, a script level, cast level, the effects. It's just it has to be at the bottom for me. I, I agree with everything you just
0: said. And I I, I had my I hang my head in shame a little bit because I saw this at a midnight screening when it came out. And I think I was on that, like, high of like, <laughs> you see something at midnight first night. um, And I walked around for years going, hey, guys, that Nightmare no Street Remix, not that bad. And then I rewatched it a year or two ago and it was like oh no this is awful like this is truly terrible um because it it takes for a franchise it's all about i think creative kills yeah it just there, none of that there's like nothing um i think that there's like a diner scene to open the movie that's decent yeah they're, they're, it they're all of, sad they're all sad in the true. <laughs> there's a pharmacy scene i think because i did not rewatch this so I told dirk i did not rewatch I, this one i did it's um smart yeah the 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 effects are bad i mean that's a great a great case for practical versus cgi is take the original nightmare on elm street with Freddy come out the wall versus the cg version in the remake and i can't believe anyone would tell me the remake looks better but uh everybody's sad you're right I think people didn't want to be on this movie I think I heard Rooney Mara specifically was trying to get out of the movie to go do what? something else and they yeah. would not let her out um the guy who directed it I don't think he did like anything else of note he was just like I think a commercial director who like Michael Bay knew because he produced this and was like yeah go for it it's so unimaginative <laughs> it's Jackie or Haley I thought that was a like, good casting when they said it he's not I don't think he's like the main problem of the movie.
1: I don't think he's no, great. No, His take but, is, is a take for sure. <laughs> and I don't want to fault that, but it's just not, it's just not, not great. It's, it kind of I mean, goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I get like Robert England's character as the films progress, he becomes more of a wisecracker Joker kind of guy. Yeah. That's not really the case say in the first one. Um, but to like, try to do that. I don't know. It just it's such a weird move to be like, here's what everyone knows him to be. Let's start over on square one again. And it's just it just doesn't work as a comedic horror movie Doesn't work as a straight horror movie. It just doesn't it doesn't work. They do that thing, too. (laughs) I know people do this
0: where they have to add not just a child murderer, but a child uh, rapist, which is like. You guys thought murder wasn't bad enough. You had to add an extra element <laughs> like to this. It's like that that just makes it it's I mean, it sounds so ridiculous to be like, okay, child murder. Yeah. But I mean, it's like I don't for someone you add that. It's just like it adds to the misery of this whole yeah. thing. And it's like, we don't need to add that element. Like, he's a bad guy. We got it. Like,
1: um, Well, it's a murderer that you cheer for. That's like a horror movie thing. Well, that's true. he's like, nobody goes, well, I hope he's also having sex with them. Like, it's just like, that's not, we don't need him to be a sexual predator. We don't don't want him to have that at all.
0: No, no, it's horrific. And it's not like, it doesn't add to any, I don't think it adds anything. It's like, we are, already a bad guy. It's like, we don't need such a horrible misstep. And like, no one needed that. Nobody wanted that. Um. It's bad. It's a very bad movie. And I think it's funny that so many things have gotten reappraised in the horror community over the past 10, 15 years. I don't think anybody's trying to reclaim the Nightmare Remake. <laughs> They're like, leave that in the, the bin yeah. with everything I think,
1: else. I think if somebody is trying to do that, it's like a like a clickbaity thing. Like, you know, when somebody's just like, I'm going to say the opposite and like ruffle people's feathers or something, because I just don't see... I just rewatched it and I was trying to be so forgiving. I told you before we were recording <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's just a miserable uh, experience. It's um, and it's just, you know, luckily there weren't sequels to that one. So we can most likely just kind of push it to the side normally and be like, <laughs> let's just look at all the other ones. It is wild that they have not tried to reboot this franchise since then
0: because they try to reboot everything in horror. And yeah. you think they would just try again uh, with something else. And I don't know if it's I I don't think it's a rights issue because I think, New line still have the rights and they're owned by Warner Brothers. So I feel like I don't know what the deal is. It's just very strange to me that it's they so, haven't tried again.
1: It, you're so right, because it's also so like you can do anything with a Nightmare on Elm Street movie like right. like Freddy could be in space in a dream like <laughs> it's this, true. This movie. I mean, they could go anywhere. They could show you the coolest, wildest, weirdest stuff, trick you like have twists and stuff. And for someone to not be like grabbing the reins of this, I think it's because they're intimidated about the character of Freddy. Um, but yeah, yeah,
0: it, it could be the Robert England factor. Yeah, I, I feel like I heard somebody float this on a podcast, maybe not this movie, where they said they almost feel like they're waiting. I mean, this sounds morbid, but waiting for Robert England to die because they feel like as even if he's an older man, he they think as long as he's alive, people just won't accept anyone mm-hmm. else being Freddy Krueger. Which maybe if th- I don't know, like, um. And there could be a right to I don't know about. I haven't Googled it. But i just it just there's so many We rebooted Halloween, Exorcist is back. Uh they it was huge. Like especially when it came out and it was like a huge thing. It it's kind of got some nightmare on Elm Street in its yeah, yeah. DNA. Um, so it's weird. I don't know. I I I don't know if I want them to reboot it again. I mean, give it another shot, but just be creative this time. Like
1: that's the beauty of the series, is like you could do anything. Like, that's the no, the fun part yeah you so. could even make a sequel where he's like spooning a guy on a motorcycle and then <laughs> that guy is gonna become the new uh oh, <laughs> no that's a different okay um, that's a different thing uh uh
0: <laughs> i i don't know if you saw dirk a movie that i re-watched recently and i'm i've warmed up to a little bit halloween ends because i accept
1: i heard you say it yeah, i yeah.
0: accept I'm starting to learn to accept the things I cannot change, and that's that's where I <laughs> that's go with Halloween. Thing. It's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy because I'm like, this is what this is, and I I was so blindsided by Halloween Ends when it came out I because was too. I was the, too. the trailers pitch something mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Uh it's it. I think it plays better when you know exactly what it is going in. Maybe I'm I'm not
1: telling you to rewatch well, it, but <laughs> I think that sounds really fair. I think you know that's what I was probably the most affected by was just the fact that i was like this isn't what i was sold and (laughs) you know i'm all for anyone experimenting and doing you know what they did with those three which is like their own their own thing they're they're gonna do this and uh but yeah i was just i watched it and i was like nope absolutely not (laughs) Uh, not for me um but that's okay because someone else will make three more so you know it's like it's like i
0: ordered like uh you know a burger and fries for and they brought me a pizza it's like i love both but i didn't yeah. expect a pizza i was in the mood for a burger you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is uh this is just completely not what i expected and i'm like well this is it, it that movie <laughs> it's still very weird but i kind of accept the the yeah. weirdness now I, I don't i don't love it but i liked it better but anyway i can't get off on how It'll go on for a whole, a whole while right. but sure. um it's okay sorry um okay we match on nine great so we're both on the nightmare and elm street remake. <laughs> uh after this that was the only thing i thought we'd agree on after yeah. this i have no idea this could go any different direction what is your number eight
1: okay oh boy i'm actually nervous for all of these now because it is such like a personal thing um okay number number eight for me is Freddy's dead the final nightmare it's okay
0: we're we're very close okay, I okay.
1: we're very close uh but i yeah. I mean, go, let's, let's talk about for dad. personal reasons. So here's the situation. I, <laughs> it, first of all, directed by Rachel Talalay that did tank girl. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a shot at this. I saw it in the theater. And so the whole thing mm. for this film is that the ending was in 3d. And so you got <laughs> 3d glasses and you knew like, Hey, the last 20 minutes you get to put these glasses on. This is my first time seeing a 3d movie in theaters. Like I was so oh, wow. excited for this experience. Um, you get the weird title card there's like 10 years from whatever there's no teenagers you get a wizard of oz homage that you talked about um and then <laughs> Freddy's the witch there's a young breckenmeier who i didn't even remember was in the movie i last saw this in the theater by the way wow. so uh huh. There's for me. I just thought there's not enough dreams. It looks and feels to me like a te- made-for-TV movie. I, um, yep. <laughs> I love that Johnny Depp is in it on a TV and credited as Oprah Noodle Mantra is the name that he credited. <laughs> as. I know they credit him. Yeah, that? yeah. But so like, uh, Oprah Noodle Mantra. There's a Meyer video game thing that just isn't awesome. Yafet yeah, Koto. <laughs> the thing I really, the 3D part was those dumb fish. That fly around at the oh, end. Oh God,
0: yeah, yeah, it's
1: so bad. <laughs> I was sitting there with the glasses on my face, and I wasn't. You know, I was a kid, and I was like, "This is bad. Like, this is just not <laughs> for me." So I rewatched it. It's it's totally fine. I totally get it if someone loves this movie, but because of my expectations as a child seeing it in the theater, that's why it's this low on on my list. I that's
0: I'm that's fascinating. You saw it in theater. I'm kind of weirdly jealous. You know, it's not like it's not like it was good, but I was like, you know, it they make they at home they make it so obvious like when you're in 3d but you know i don't have 3d glasses so i'm just watching them i'm watching them hold a bat toward the camera like for a really long time and like that's actually what the movie like really loses me is like the last like 20 minutes of 3d portion because the fight between uh it's lisa zane right lisa zane and freddie is just like the two of them in like a back room of a warehouse it seems like (laughs) like it's not very cinematic
1: especially Uh compared
0: to like Five had the cool, like, uh, is it EC Escher, the, the Escher painting, it's like, the, Escher, yeah, yeah, and then four has the big thing in the church, and three, ha- I mean, it's, they've all had these pretty good finales. And like, Freddy's dead, it's like, let's just have a fist fight in a store, a storeroom, yeah, and like, I mean, I appreciate kind of the fact that she's just like fighting him hand to hand, that's kind of fun, but it's like, it's uh-huh. so not. Cinematic, I think, and so like grounded, and it's kind of like okay, and it goes on for like a really long time. It feels like it's like okay, just get to the point. Um, but I, oh, I feel like I'm a Freddy's Dead defender, and I, I will tell you right now, I only put it one spot ahead of you, so it's okay. only at number seven. Cool. Cool. Um, people are probably more mad at my number eight. Uh, but but uh, but so Freddy's Dead, I kind of feel like I've always thought it's not that bad. Like it's not clearly, I don't think it's that great because it's number seven, but this kind of is indicative of me with this whole franchise. Cause like, besides the remake, I don't outright dislike any of these movies. Yeah. like yeah, yeah. I could put any of them on and it's fine. Um, I think Freddy's Dead* is interesting. Cause it's like, I think it's fairly creative. I'm glad Rachel Talalay got to direct it. Cause I think she was like a production assistant or something where she worked on all the other movies and they were like, Hey, you get a shot to direct, which is very cool. Yeah. And yeah. she tries to do some creative stuff. It's very twin peaks influenced. They even, they even make a twin peaks reference. Outright, they even say, yeah. Peaks, yep. Um, which you can feel, I do think it feels kind of hollow, which you kind of hint at, where it's like very small. There's yes. like three kids or four kids, I guess. And Lisa Zane, randomly, Yafet Kodo, who I don't know, who, it's like, did he just wander by the set and they put him in the <laughs> so movie? Weird. Why is he here? Like, I just like, 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 all the it, budget
1: was Yafet and 3D. They're like, we went all <laughs> in on those two things. That's all we can do. And we so. got to pay
0: Robert England. so yeah. Yeah, um, the
1: finale is going to be in a storeroom and the kids are just in a town no one else lives in. So that's right. Much. It's very empty. Yeah, it feels very empty. It's like yeah. a very small cast,
0: nobody around. Um, the dreams are not great. Although I think, is it Carlos has the ear thing? That actually, I think, is one of the, honestly, the best kill set pieces in the whole series. I really <laughs> think it's that good. It's like wow. with his hearing aid. Yeah. And the way that... I thought like they spent all the money on that i feel like that's where yeah. all the money went like and it's but it, that one is like so sadistic i feel so bad for carlos yeah. and freddie krueger's like really torturing him in that scene and it's really fucked up and it yeah, keeps getting killing worse. someone
1: with their disability it's pretty
0: it's right pretty cruel. <laughs> like it keeps getting worse it's like he puts the weird uh hearing aid implant on his head uh-huh. and that's already bad and then he's like dropping things to make noise and that it's just like a torture scene it is brutal um mm-hmm. But then the Breck and Meyer Nintendo thing is so dumb. I mean, you've got Freddy Krueger quoting the, the Power Glove commercial. Like, now, yeah. now we're playing with power. Like, it's just so... Like, it, it is, like, the jump, the shr- That and the Wicked Witch thing is, like, okay, this series is clearly at the end of its legs. Like, and the gimmick of, like, Freddy's dead and all that marketing. I remember watching the Never Sleep Again documentary mm-hmm. and, like, how they had a fake funeral for Freddy Krueger and that's a gimmick and then a 3d gimmick it's like they were just pouring on gimmicks because they were like we just got to end this thing um but i kind of like it i don't know like i like yeah it's not not great but i think it has stuff
1: in there that makes it worth watching honestly oh Um, yeah i mean this and all the other movies we're going to talk about i feel like are very watchable and they'll be in different places on people's lists which i think is very different than what i'm saying about the number nine like (laughs) that yes yeah 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 exactly that's and like god bless the series too i mean most horror things
0: like this but they're all very short most of them are under that's, 90 i think i was like this wild is, this is great i was like this yeah. is how we should be doing things um i think oh i think lisa zane's a good lead i think I lisa agree. zane is really yeah. good in Freddy's dead um mm-hmm. I, so there's a i mean i think there's like a good amount of bright spots it's a mixed bag though there's good bright spots there's some bad stuff freddie said mm-hmm. you know it is what it is but i could watch it anytime. I just think if people see what they really, really hate it, like, oh, I no. just don't get no. it. I just, uh, yeah, that's
1: that is not the case. But the second I saw those fish, I was like, oh, that's right. And then well, it yeah, all that's came back is my whole experience, of, like being there as a kid. Which I think about, like, it's an R rated movie, right? It's like, right. So it's that's <laughs> ah, just weird that it's uh, you make it. Imagine making an R rated movie now where you're like referencing, like. The power glove, or something like like something that's currently for children. It's just it's weird it, writing. I felt like I remember seeing this one on TV. Uh, it was not my first one, but it's,
0: <laughs> excuse me, saw it on TV and remember thinking, like, this seems like it was very easy to censor. Like, for them, yes. like, I don't it, like the Carlos kills pretty brutal. The Brick and Meyer thing is kind of silly. I'm trying to remember what even happens to that blonde girl that's with them, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> um, uh tracy is that her name and she's played by leslie dean but i don't know what happens to her <laughs> i feel like she's a pretty not memorable kill oh she like has karate or something right does she fight him or something <laughs> like uh there's a couple karate ones in the series so i know oh god the one in four uh invisible <laughs> freddie anyway oh <laughs> uh, i don't know freddie's dead Dirk and I both say not that bad. That's what no, it sounds it's not, like. No, so, but something crazy. something has to be near the bottom, and yeah. Okay, I'm curious if your number eight might be your or my number eight might be your number seven. I'm okay. curious. My number eight, people can mad at this one. I I know. Freddie versus Jason. Oh
1: no, that's not mine. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, but I will say, until I recently rewatched this, I would have put it there. Oh, okay, okay. It ranks higher, and we'll get to why. But I could yeah. put it either place for sure. Yeah. Also, if anyone's
0: confused, Jerk and I will read these back at the end. Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but
0: my number eight's Freddy vs. Jason. Uh I people probably expect Freddie dead here, but I I put it one spot above. Freddie's dead, somehow, more watchable to me. Freddie yeah. versus Jason is like a weird case of diminishing returns. And I don't I cannot this I all day I watched a day. I was thinking, I can't even like verbalize why this is near the bottom for me and i don't dislike it i think it's watchable oh this time I felt very long i don't know i think i had to take breaks i was like getting i couldn't focus but um i tell you i just don't like something that does not jive with me it's like um and i remember when it came out it was a huge deal there was like a vegas oh, yeah. like boxing match you know face off between treddy and jason this was i think one of the first movies I ever watched that someone had downloaded through like LimeWire or Kazaa on their computer. I remember uh-huh. being in a friend's house, and he was downloading all kinds of shit. And he was down, he downloaded Freddy vs. Jason, and that's how we watched it. And it was like a cool, like big deal, like oh, you know, like we're pirates. <laughs> like now, I didn't download it, so I'm legally in the clear. Uh, but I just watched it. But I was like, the funny thing too was I was a little scared because I was still not much into horror, but I don't think Freddy Jason is, like, very scary at all. There's a couple creepy no. moments with, like, some kid stuff, but, like, it's so over-the-top um, that it's, I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't, it's very
1: hard to pinpoint why it's my number eight. I, I just, I don't I, know. I, I have a reason. Okay. And, and you can tell me if, because the reason that I appreciated it more this time might be the reason why it's number eight on your ranking of nightmare on elm street movies because it's only half of a nightmare on elm street movie that could be it they really thing, could be it the thing that this movie first of all i don't i'm not a big fan of the tone of it i don't think like yeah, the, the pot smoking beer. freddy krueger worm is cool <laughs> that, i don't you like know? that yeah i, don't I mean like there's that. a bunch of stuff that i was just like uh oh, this isn't for me at all um but When I was watching it this time for the first rewatch since maybe when it came out, uh, it starts off with the -ah stuff from Friday the 13th. And I was like, oh, this feels more like Friday the 13th because I'd just been watching Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And then it switches into Freddy's backstory and it feels like a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And the movie, I think, really successfully goes back and forth between the Freddy sections feel like a a Freddy movie. The Jason sections feel like a Jason movie. So it's a little bit of you got peanut butter in my chocolate scenario. But <laughs> if you're not looking for one specific flavor, I think it does it really well. The The beats and things in it aren't my favorite. Like when he's like, got your nose. It's just like, this yeah. is okay. But <laughs> the part where like Jason gets those rods through his body and that kind of, there's some parts in that final end sequence where I was like, these are cool effects. Um, They do, they do. They they make it a draw. They really don't they really do make it a draw. That's and that's frustrating too. But my my reasoning for why it could be higher on my list or number eight is because (laughs) we're ranking Nightmare on Elm Street movies and it's only half Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's totally fair to put it back here. I also understand when people really love it because it is like a it's like a I would say like Spirit Halloween to me is like kind of cheesy Halloween fun, and that's what this movie is. It's like yeah you're into that kind of thing of course yeah this eat it up but if this is if you <laughs> want something that's just nightmare on elm street yeah it's, it's a
0: that, maybe maybe you just pinpointed it because i've been watching so many nightmare on elm street movies very close together that maybe i wanted more of a nightmare on elm street movie because i don't think I, it's a great nightmare on elm street movie because yeah. like the freddy stuff it's probably a better friday 13th
1: movie honestly like i freddy... think jason has the he's got the burn in the corn I mean, that's a long, that's a great, old burn. Like, that's... <laughs> it's really cool, like, what they do with... with that's Jake. a great sequence. I remember I went back to my old Letterboxd review, and I was, like, uh,
0: basically everything I still agreed with. I was, like, I think the Jason on fire in the cornfield is a great... That's the best was, part. best part. The yep. fights are fun. I mean, the fight goes on for a long... And they, if, if they're making it called Freddy versus Jason, they deliver the fight. Like, they sure. absolutely yes. deliver they the fight. The, yeah. Um, they went out I, of the end, but that's okay. <laughs> they do. I mean, they completely... Yeah, they, they just... They tap out the end they're like they, they tied it's a tie and nobody loses um i think ronnie you nothing against him as director i think he's a very good director did a lot of good stuff in hong kong i, I think by his own admission i saw something where he's not that into either one of these franchises like he yeah. doesn't care so i don't know if that's a good thing or not sometimes you don't want somebody who's like too much of a fanboy, but i think you want somebody who's like kind of a fan of you know so it sounds like he just didn't care about any of that and I kind of felt that more this time. I don't know. Like I'd known that before, but like, it was like, this feels like somebody who doesn't really care that much about either franchise to me. And, um, I mean, yeah, Robert England is still Robert England. It's not like <laughs> the kids are fine. They're actually. I mean, it's like Jason Ritter who on do stuff and he's good. I like Monica Keena. She was in a show called undeclared that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. I had a big crush. There's a lot of people like Seth Rogen and Charlie Hunter on that show and other people, like it's a lot of people on that show. Um, and, uh, I always had a crush on Monica Kina, so that helps. But it's like I think Kelly Rowland, I feel so bad picking her. She's like actively terrible in the movie. Like she's not an actor, though. I don't think she acted an anything. Actor, no. And they give her some of the worst dialogue. I know it's that day. I was like, yeah. you have some of the worst dialogue in this movie. and You're not an actor. This is not fair to you. Like, um, yeah, the tone is weird. You're right. It's like an action movie mixed mm-hmm. with a comedy, mixed with horror. And it's, like, I don't think it's juggling that very well. I People are, like, so mad at me. I feel like horror fans love Freddy Rose Jason. Because it's, like, you would think it's, like, everything they want. And all, it's, like, two huge horror icons. Like, yeah. I used to like it way more. It, every time I watch it, it's, like, it gets worse and worse. And I probably should stop watching it. Because it's, like, it's not getting better. So, um... But again, not the worst thing in the world. I still put it way above the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. But I, just, oh. I don't know. It's not what I wanted. Probably, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. I've watched many Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and it's not a great Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So, yeah, that probably doesn't help. Um, You know, it is what it is. But yeah, so that was my number
1: eight. So number eight was Freddy's dead. So what is your number seven? My number seven is Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Oh, No. <laughs>
0: we we've hit (laughs) the first major like wait what (laughs) Uh, okay it's (laughs) go ahead it's higher my list
1: (laughs) okay wow Uh, i had a i'm sorry i had a physical reaction (laughs) yeah well i mean some of these (laughs) okay so let me just i'll just read to you what why uh so of course this is the one directed by rennie harlan uh special effects by screaming matt george who Mm. i love his work um i love the beginning with the girl drawing i love that intro sequence that's really nice the hopscotch girls are there the trike i mean when we talked about the texas chainsaw massacre movies we're like what are the tropes or the imagery that that there needs to be in a texas chainsaw massacre and so the same thing with when i was watching all the nightmares i was like okay they introduced the jump roping girls gotta have that you know you gotta have the trike rolling down the stairs or whatever and uh and so this movie right off the bat it's like look i did my homework i this, is, you can rest assured you're in good hands for this film. Um, we get the nightmare logic of a never ending house. There's the boiler room, the change, the water. We get a different Kristen, right? And um, but Joey, yeah, this, this Joey return, Roland yeah. return. Um, so there is continuity, <laughs> which I appreciate. Then we get the karate practice to d- drama, which I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I know. Um, <laughs> the dog's name's Jason. It, I mean, that's pretty funny. Uh, it pisses fire <laughs> and that's what brings Freddy back, which is uh, something Pretty you ridiculous. think I'd remember, but had completely <laughs> forgotten. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get this beach sequence where he's wearing sunglasses and and he's got these one liners. And I was like, I don't know if if I like this part, but um, we get the Freddy soul chest. But then there's a joke where he's like, want to suck face? You flunked. And I'm like, what is he? Is he grating the kissing? Is what is happening we're in a classroom um the freddy karate scene i thought was pretty silly but i give it bonus points for the double elbow snap during the weightlifting scene um that is awesome (laughs) Um, but then like his reflection is his undoing in this whole labyrinth sequence which i loved the labyrinth sequence but Mm -hmm. i was confused by the he saw his own face and he's like medusa what is happening here um (laughs) So, like I said, with all of these, it's just like personal taste. Would I watch this movie anytime? Absolutely. But we have the trouble of having to rank these. And yes. so I, uh, I I put it there at number seven. So so that's, that's fair. That's I yeah. <laughs> I uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, I really like four a lot because I think four has Rennie Harlan, a director I like anyway. That's an interesting thing with this series, too, is like it's a really good director's like journeyman directors come in here and get yeah. a shot at this and mm-hmm. you get three in a row here. Cause you get Chuck Russell doing three. You get, yeah. or even Jack shoulder, right? Did two.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So you get, you get Jack. Shoulder, and even the guy that did the first one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they got to give him a shout out. Like uh, it's, I mean, yeah, the director lineage in night rose is really good. It's Wes Craven. It's Jack shoulder, it's Chuck Russell. It's Renny Harlan yeah. and Stephen Hopkins and Rachel Talley, I think is talented. I know she did tank girl and that, and I don't know. If much else, but like I, you know, I don't think she's a not talented director, and then Wes Craven comes back, so it's like it's a good run of directors. So really good. Um, yeah. I think Rennie Harlan really goes all out with like just the visuals in Four. I love like the way Four looks. Uh, the I I think I, I didn't think we talked about this soon, but I think my I don't know if I call it favorite or most disturbing kill in the whole series is the way that they kill off. Oh, God, what's her name? Um, The weightlifting girl. I'm totally blanking on her name. She—that That is, to me, like, the most traumatic kill in the entire series. Because it's like, it never stops being terrifying. It's like, oh, my arms have broken. Oh, I'm Um, running around with giant bug. I'm turning into a bug. It is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Um, The effects are incredible. Like, um, I'm guessing the money that they didn't have to spend on the invisible Freddy fight went to that section. Yep. Like, yes. Um so that alone, I was like, this is incredible. I hate this, but I love this because I'm so disgusted, but it's incredible. Um, and then he squishes are like a bug. It is just it's insane. Um uh I like Lisa Wilcox as Alice. Uh Tuesday night taking over for Patricia Arquette as Kristen. Um like another thing i the cast is likable like uh freddy krueger is in full-on like funny freddy mode like after yeah, three yeah, yeah. He's, he's really, really like yeah. i mean he's in comedian mode so um but yeah i don't know i just really like four i like the visuals of it i like the kills i like the cast i that's kind of what these come down to right it's like yeah do you like great. how it looks do you like the cast like do you like how it goes so um yeah i'm a big fan of four so it'll be higher on my list but i I can understand. I mean, we're in the personal
1: preference section. Like, we're just in the... Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's nothing wrong with this movie, but it's like, unlike when we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where I was like, okay, these ones are definitely fighting for the top. I felt like, okay, there's ones fighting for the top here, but also the back half is good. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good, enjoyable films in this in this series. And it's uh, it was really tricky to try to be like... I mean, it comes down to just personal barely above other things you know it's like <laughs> yeah it's very sometimes you'd be like well these were all terrible you know <laughs> <You're ranking laughs> how them do them i rate but
0: no. yeah to me these are like razor thin margins oh, like oh, sure. like and i daily, really yeah I, so okay that was your seven i mean we, my seven was freddie's dead and i really fought with like putting that above freddie versus jason like i was really torn and yeah. i mean th- that's again like one of those things where it's like i don't even know um so, I mean, we talked about Freddy's dad. I think, plenty. So we could probably just, this okay. <laughs> might go faster now. So, um, okay. So I guess we're back to your number six.
1: Okay. My number six is Nightmare on Elm Street 7. New Nightmare? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> do, you I, <laughs> do you have it higher?
0: Do have it higher? <laughs> well, but you know what? Okay. Before we even start, I'm going to say... I thought this was a possibility. And yeah. this is this is the entry in the series where if somebody put it number one, yep. I can understand. If somebody put it near the bottom, I can also understand because yep. it's very weird. It's a weird outlier mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. series. And honestly, I mean it's higher on my list, but it's yeah. probably not the nightmare movie I would go grab off the shelf to watch just a nightmare movie. Like, if that makes sense. Like I sure. if oh, like sure. it's very different. Like I
1: yeah i mean it's your pick so i don't want to step all over it but go ahead (laughs) oh yeah sure so written and directed by wes once again so those of us that have loved the series have they rolled out new movies we were like yes that's awesome uh the king is back to his kingdom and then uh you get heather logan camp logan camp back um which is awesome (laughs) love that um the music's great they build a mechanical Freddy glove which is so cool um Wes Craven as Craven. We get Robert England as Robert England. Like, it's just like all the elements that they pull with this movie are awesome. Very satisfying opening. Um, the characters are allowed more range because they're humans and they're actors. And that's super cool. There's a freaky kid in the movie, which is just unnerving to me, that child. <laughs> um, John Saxon rules. The only reason it's at number seven is because it's more serious and at the time we'd been getting these wild fantastical freddy krueger movies so it's such an awesome crazy move to be like i'm gonna do this meta thing before you know scream or anything but um but that's the only reason it's got a little bit of a slow pace a very satisfying payoff in the back half Mm -hmm. but i mean it's nitpicking really because i would 100 watch this movie as well anytime but if i was sort of ranking it we're really getting into the stuff where it left indelible marks on me <laughs> and so i'm like i'm sorry that it's this low but i'm not saying <laughs> it's bad by any means i you know no, i understand you said it was your six right
0: i think you said seven but it's your uh
1: seven wait six are we at six or
0: seven? We are at six. I, my seven was very quick. So we were back around to you very quickly.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. I like made two lists. One's numbering them. And then the other one has like where what number they actually oh. are. So I'm like looking back and forth. Oh, quick. No. oh What is.
0: You're I'm... fine. I am i keep trying to keep it straight. Uh, So, yeah. I, I say you're six. I, I, It's understandable. Like, I was curious where it was to come up for you because like, I even kind of struggle with where to put it, even though I think it's really good. But it's like. Yeah. The pace is kind of slow. I almost want to say deliberate, but not slow. It feels like... Wes, I love that Wes Craven, though, watched what happened to Freddy Krueger for, like, all that time and was like, I got to come back and reclaim this thing because he wanted him to be scary again, which I think is very admirable to come back and be like, I'm going to take this back and make him scary, again." which I think he does. I think it's, actually like a pretty scary entry. It's, like, pretty intense. It's definitely more serious than they had been, like... Like we just talked about, it. we literally saw almost like the we could watch the West and play Nintendo. Like it doesn't get more right. goofy than that. Like, um, and I love all the meta stuff. I love West Craven playing West Craven. Like it just that whole scene when it's like he's saying stuff and it's on the computer and you know it's like I think Heather Lane Camp is great. Like I think she's really good in this. Like, yeah. um, kind of makes me wish she'd acted more. I know she kind of I think she got the special effects work with like her husband because that was all real. Like her husband is a effects guy um and she got out to raise their kid i think was the whole it was all kind of taken from real life and she had a stalker which Wes i think put in the movie too like wow like yeah he was kind of hitting on some real life stuff (laughs) so um love seeing robert england to be like robert england like he loves being a ham i it's like he's great um the back half stuff is really good i think it's it's great uh freddie the look of freddie in this is interesting yeah yeah um for sure yeah, and we I I had I did episode a whole episode of New Nightmare either last year or the year before Patrick Bartlett on the show, so I talked about it plenty on that I'm sure, but um yeah I think it's really good it's super interesting it is super interesting too that's like two years before Scream it's a very meta before Scream is mm-hmm. even more meta um so yeah I don't know I uh, I like New Nightmare I can understand what you're saying and coming from on it uh I yeah, I'm with you we're in the point where it's like I'm really Picking, I'm um, you know, I mean,
1: it's, it's so hard because it's like when you like all of them in a way, it's like when you like all of them, it's way harder, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like, like picking children or something, ranking kids. I'm like, ah, um, I, I don't know.
0: Okay, well, anything else on your nightmare before we move on to my number No, six? no, yeah. Okay, now I'm worried about my number six because I think you love this movie. I'm oh, actually no. worried it okay. may be your number one, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to offend you. Again, like all these movies, I may be wrong. I don't know. I, I okay. I <laughs> love Uh My number six is Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge.
1: Hmm. No, this is one that I understand. Anyone that would put it anywhere on their list, but, but <laughs> or is yours? Yes.
0: Okay, uh, it's so this was the one I think, how we said off mic or on mic, but I uh, this was my first uh, Nightmare Elm Street movie I watched in full. Like, this is the first one this is my entry point to the franchise and what a weird entry point because it like, kind of a new Nightmare, it's like an outlier, it kind of sits by itself because it's connected to the first movie, but very lightly, and then after this one they go completely away from this one, and don't like mention it ever again, right? Like, so um, they break some rules in this one i think because freddie gets out in the real world and tears the up the barbecue the pool <laughs> scene which is a great yeah. scene the, the yeah. whole like you're all my children now and the fire behind him it's i mean um it's good stuff and i remember it was so funny when i first saw this it was like me i had a friend over or something and like i think he put it on and i was like oh shit i was like i don't want to look like a a wimp because i didn't want to be like turn it off so and then he fell asleep on it and I was like left and I but at that, that point I'd gotten into the story so I felt like I had to finish it even though I was pretty scared honestly and this was like I don't know if it was like middle school or freshman high school but I was like I it was like I, I could have turned it off because but I was like I gotta see what happens and it's such a crazy movie like um it's it's kind of to me it I don't know it I, it may be the scariest Freddie ever is Cause he is just like, yeah, visceral. He is like, I mean, he's coming, he's ripping out of people's bodies. He's like tearing his own skin off of his, of his head. I mean, he is fucking terrifying in this. The stuff where um, like you go to the basement and find him. um, And I mean, it's just, uh, you know, there's some really scary stuff, which I think it's overshadowed by all the gay subtext, I think people just call it just text at this point because it's very, like, uh, it's right I, don't know. I don't know, no, yeah, it's very like you know, uh there's a gay bar that we forgot about that. I was like, oh, they go to an actual gay bar and then, uh like, the the coach getting his ass slapped with a towel. <laughs> and I love how Jack shoulders. Like, I had no idea. I didn't know any of this was good. You filmed it. Like, oh um, we and to a bar full of leather daddies. I mean, <laughs> you I didn't know any of this. Mark Patton, I think, like a, a closeted gay man at that time in Hollywood. So, and he's having to do all this. And I think he feels uncomfortable with some of it. And um, so uh, that whole backstory, I think, is kind of overshadowed. You like, saw that
1: documentary, right? Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah. i blank blanking on the name of it right now. But. Sleep uh, again. Is that the one, or is that the other
0: one? Scream Queen. That's what it's. That's <laughs> my nightmare on Elm Street. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Patton seems like a lovely man. Um, so, great. uh, it that was great. That whole, But I think that whole story is almost overshadowed. The movie itself, and I think it's a pretty scary entry in the franchise. And like, um, it's interesting too that he is like the final girl and gets saved by his girlfriend. I think Kim Myers is her name, yeah, Lisa. Um, at the end, I it's, I mean, it's a, it's good. I just, I there's some weird stuff like that whole bizarre scene with like the bird they chase around or something, or the bat, or what I can't like in the living room his dad being clue gooliger like it's like his old old dad is clue gooliger and there's just some weird like tonal shift like it's just weird it's a kind of a that kind of stuff kind of throws me off um but i still like it i mean i'm at the point that's where i'd like this is a good uh you know a different entry in the franchise
1: i appreciate it so um yeah that's 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 all i got in nightmare Two, i think <laughs> so yeah so this is a top three for me um About and i so. want to yeah. which where but yeah, I mean when I saw this there was only 2 Nightmare on Elm Street movies and they were both <laughs> terrifying. And you know cuz I wanted him a kid and like you said he's Freddy is so scary in this movie and he's like ripping out of somebody and the idea that he could like just shred through your flesh is just so messed up. There was just quotable lines like, you've got the body, I've got the brain. It's like, these were the things that we were haunted by as kids and we'd tell each other on playgrounds, like, did you I saw this movie, my older brother had it or whatever. And so this film, I don't rewatch it a lot, but when I do, it reminds me of like how effective it was when I was a kid. And so it's like, once again, personal reasons that put it where it is on my list um, because the iconography for me is just like, it's inescapable. It's like that is the scary Jason. And then later on, we had some levity where he's wearing sunglasses and on a beach and all that <laughs> stuff. And I was like, "Oh, I like this too. I like a little Looney Tunes with my horror show." Sure. Um, but but at this time, he wasn't silly yet. And, oh, you know, he he's, <laughs> he's, he's he had some like creative quips, but it's less of like a knock-knock joke type of thing, you know, and uh dad jokes. But um <laughs> yeah, I I just think that Uh, Let me see what I wrote down here. Yeah. The Mark Patton's great. I love the bus sequence that opens it where like, Oh yeah. So cool. Um, It's the perfect balance of scary and quirky. I know Mark short showstrom did some effects on it he's amazing. Um, Yeah. It's just, I get if it doesn't work for some people, but for me it was like at that time when I saw it, it was just, you know, this scary, terrifying man that could rip through your skin and you know i was like i don't <laughs> i don't want anything to do with this and so yeah. it just really worked for me so it was, it's higher but if we were going off dirk which ones would you rewatch first there's going to be other movies for sure okay
0: okay um yeah still so i had a really hard time with that my 5 and 6 too i went back and forth i think up to the day i was like oh should i put 2 in the in 5 or 6 so again it's just it's very tough so we would say that a lot but um uh, and it's always special to me because it was my first Matt Street movie, so I do still, you know, appreciate that about it. So, um, okay, so I guess now we're on your number five.
1: My five was Freddy versus Jason.
0: Okay, wow.
1: Covered that oh. one already.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything else you want to add on Freddy versus Jason. Or you think we're we're good on that one? No, I think I'm we just
1: should... been saying all of it as these come up so that we can keep it moving. I appreciate
0: it. Uh, so, uh, my number five is actually. Nightmare on Elm Street Five, uh, which is the Dream Child, which again, an entry I think a lot of people do not like. <laughs>
1: uh this is the one I have the most to say about. So I'm very excited about Oh, it. okay, okay. Uh
0: I, I again one I like probably actually probably more the more I watch it. I think I didn't like it as much when I first saw it. Um, especially coming off of four, which is one I still really like. And I like four a little more than five, but um five is good stephen hopkins another guy i really like as a director um i like that five continues the story from four um i think lisa wilcox is alice even better in this movie than she is in four um i'm really invested in her story with uh with having this baby and her relationship with dan and that whole thing and i think it's like i'm actually like i'm rooting for these two crazy kids and uh I'm actually very sad. I mean, spoiler with Dan gets killed. It's an insane death scene too. Like, it's like something I've like Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I'm so sad that scene got like butchered by the MPAA. Cause they were like cutting stuff out like crazy to get the R rating. Apparently like there's like, there's still like bad VHS footage or like, uh, you know, rough footage of the original scene with him on the bike getting like, it's, it's rough. It's rough now, but it's even rougher. in that in that one. But <laughs> um, five kind of has like this, a little bit of the problem but not to the same extent as Freddy's Dead, where it kind of, to me, feels kind of smaller. It's a smaller group of kids, but I like the friends more. I think they, those kids have more personality than the kids in Freddy's Dead. <laughs> like, um, oh my god, uh, Kelly Jo Minter. I love Kelly Jo Minter <laughs> as her friend. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm glad she lives, because I feel like, uh, I was for sure she died, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, she made it. Um, but they kill enough of, uh, House's friends, I feel they let somebody live. So um the so yeah, I think it has less kills, but they're pretty mar- like the food scene is pretty yes. terrifying. Like yeah. um, oh, I'm so bad with names. Uh is it oh god, which girl is that? Is it Greta? Is that the friend who's like the skinny one whose parents don't let her eat, and then it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. she's at dinner, and that scene is shot so weird it's almost like i mean i don't say dream in a run run street movie but it definitely feels very dreamlike and it's very like otherworldly and then it's just kind of like gross that <laughs> he's just like stuffing that food in her mouth and i'm sure i know he has some one-liners there um but it's just oof um and then there's the whole it, it's weird i shouldn't like it the very cheesy like the comic book
1: uh hero thing i I call it the aha music video sequence but
0: yeah (laughs) it is like the aha music video sequence uh the super freddy i feel like i should really not like that but i for some reason like that sequence (laughs) compared to like the nintendo one or like um but it's i don't know i think that one's fun because it's kind of it feels more creative to me um yeah i like five from like a i feel like i'm invested from an emotional perspective in the alice story um so yeah, that's why I think I put five higher than most people. I know it's like, it's pretty low. I, I imagine it's low for a few people, but I I put it at five. I like it. Um, yeah. So I'm,
1: yeah. I know what you want to say about five. So it's my number four. So, uh, I put that's it easy. a little yeah. bit higher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> upon this rewatch, I was like, this movie rules. Like, <laughs> it looks so good the cinematography in it is really cool the effects are awesome we go straight into the title and it kicks off with like nudity and an and <laughs> shower sequence where it's beautifully shot we get the jump rope girls there's a castle painting insert effect that's super cool uh i wrote crazy bassinet um <laughs> freddie baby is very spooky uh oh, yeah yeah Alice's back one liners that at least make sense in this one. I thought the joke writing was clever. <laughs> the motorcycle thing you said like you said is is amazing and like I wrote Tetsuo the Iron Man, so it's like <laughs> um the dinner sequence with the bloat effect. I was just like these all work. All the set pieces I think are great. Um the Aha music thing, uh Mark entering the dream world, uh skateboard Freddy. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: there is <laughs> Skateboard
1: Freddy. <laughs> Something <laughs> And then it ends with that labyrinth sequence. I mean, I, for some reason, had written this movie off from the first time that I saw it. I don't know why. And then this started, I was just like, oh, am I going to love number five? And the answer is, yeah, I did a lot. I really enjoyed this. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I get glad you're on
0: board with me for Dream Child Defending. (laughs) Like, uh... Yeah, it's it's the M.C. Escher sequence at the end. That's very creative. Like that's like that's a great finale. Um, I even the stuff to me is like very, I don't know. Like I the way he shoots it with like the stuff with uh Freddy's mom, the whole backstory but, is scary with her
1: being like. I hate about it. That's what people hate is that he's oh, the that's... bastard son of a thousand maniacs, and like I get it, but like the way that they handle it. I think is very tasteful considering what they're suggesting. That's and true. Yeah. It's really like, it, it doesn't put us through as an audience, put through the pace of the situation. It just cuts away and you go, Oh, that's a dark thought. But then it like moves on to other things. And so you're like, great. I appreciate that. If you're going <laughs> to say something weird like that and move on, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, they show way less. They don't really show anything. I mean, it, it's more
0: up to your imagination. The, the implication is very, very, Scary, like I mean, they get her surrounded by all these guys, and you know what, but they don't show it's it's a terrifying scenario for her to be stuck in. Like, those guards just leave. I this time I was really like, Wow, this is a horrifying scenario! Like, it's like, and they don't show too much. And then how they get rid of Fred at the end, I think, is interesting. I love how there's no like, I do think it's funny how there's like no continuity of like bringing him back, getting rid of him. They're just like, Whatever, a dog pisses. Like, there's a mirror. Like, the get, the getting rid of him and bringing him back is like, eh, you know, what? there's no rules. Like, I'm fine with that. I think it's all whatever.
1: I just think it's funny how everyone's like, whatever. Um, there's, like, a bonus feature where you can see what happened that night when she was locked in there. And it's just backgammon. They played backgammon and... Uh... She ple- she beat a thousand psychopaths is what oh, that basically God. happened. Yeah, It is amazing. No, Married the last one. That's the backgammon son of a thousand yeah. me. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, I know. That's the thing about Freddy versus Jason is like how Freddy brings Jason back is he pretends to be Jason's mom and then just go, hey Jason, it's time to wake <laughs> up, and then Jason's body becomes alive again. It's like yeah, okay. I don't. <laughs> All right.
0: I should give Freddy vs. Jason more credit for even being as good as it is because I, I don't know if you there's a book called should. like Slash of the Titans or something that like has all the the other ideas that they went through before they land on the one they did. Yeah. There's some pretty wild ideas. I don't know how it would have panned out. Uh, like, and I remember I had I had heard about the ending of Jason Goes to Hell with mm-hmm. Freddy the clawed hand pulling the mask down yep. and. Because I had a friend named Ryan who had an older brother. They are both into horror. But his older brother got, like, Fingoria Magazine. He had, like, figures of, like, horror icons. And he knew all this about horror. And he would, like, hype it up. And he'd hype this stuff up. He's like, yeah. At the end of this, Jason goes to hell. Freddy's glove goes and pulls his mask down. You're like, holy shit. Like, I was a little kid who didn't even know about horror. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And then, like, <laughs> to finally get that movie 10 years after they teased it is, like, kind of amazing. But uh, But, yeah. Just... <laughs> Sorry, you reminded me with you bringing up Pretty Chase again, but um, yeah, five is I think underrated. Like you know, I, so I I like five, especially going like right from four to five. I that's how I watch in this time. I Think it plays great. Um, so and you said your four was number five. <laughs> your yep, four was correct. Dream Child. Okay, so this will be easy because my four is number four. I didn't even play. I didn't think about this when I did. <laughs> nice. Is is Dream Master, which we already talked about a good amount. Um. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, again, I just really, it's fun. I don't know. Like, I like, <laughs> I like the fun entries, even though people were like, oh, Freddy wasn't scary, but I'm like, I, they're a good time. They're a good
1: time. Um, So yeah, I really like, I think it's yeah. like, uh, like the other day, my wife was like, I'm by this fast food place. I'm going to get a chicken sandwich. Do you want one? And I was like, not what I was planning on having for lunch, but I was like, sure. So we got yeah. them, we ate them and we were like, these are fine, but people think this place is amazing. And I was like, well, I bet if you were looking forward to that chicken sandwich and you got it five out of five for me, it was like, you know, three out of five. And that's (laughs) fine. But like same thing with these movies. If you want fun Freddy, there's a fun Freddy movie. If you want the scary Freddy, there's a scary Freddy movie, you know, and it's like as long as you're not trying to pit those things against each other, you're going to be having a great time with this franchise. Right.
0: You've got your pick of you got like you've got, I would say, three good Scary Freddy movies, mm-hmm. and you've got a bunch of fun Freddy movies. Yep. And you know, take your pick. There's, there's something for everybody. And then there's the remake, which also exists. Um,
1: okay. so no, 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 no,
0: no. let's not let's not do that. Uh but uh yeah, so four we talked about plenty. I think it's a very good time, very creative. Um uh I guess also I should mention to you, like I, I'm sure you've seen Never Sleep Again, right? The four-hour yes. documentary. I think the really impressive thing about the series. Is they were pumping these out like almost yearly at a point, and they were very fast. And mm-hmm. these directors did all this creative stuff with effects in very short short amount of time without a lot of without a ton of money. I mean, they had like decent budgets, but like the time just seemed like yeah they were they had no time at all to get these things going. So the fact that they're even like as good as they are is, I think, very impressive because it was like a machine for a while. <laughs> like uh, they, you like yeah, crank I mean, them out. <laughs>
1: your practical effects like there's people building these awesome things that we get to see that they were actually the now it'd be the actor with their feet sticking up in the air and they're like you're being swallowed by a freddy snake and you're like okay i guess i know what that
0: <laughs> i guess i know what that means
1: you know but uh-huh. then they like crawled into the mouth of this apparatus that was built that's super cool and it's operated by all these people and it's like if that doesn't like strike you is like <laughs> the coolest things that that's not only someone's job but we get to watch that it's like come on what do we do <laughs>
0: yeah you know what i have to ask you too we're talking about like four and five and you were i think you might remember you might not i don't know i was fascinated by this because four i think is like the highest grossing entry in the franchise and then five the lowest grossing or one of the lowest. i think new was lower but like and that's only a one-year difference so freddy mania like w- died out that quickly in one year people were just over it you know what I mean? Like, I just, I was like, how does that happen? It's so fast that it's like,
1: people are like, eh, we're done. Do you remember? Do you uh, like, well, Do you feel like there was I like Freddy Mania burnout? I remember Freddy Mania for sure, but I don't remember it going away. Um, Obviously it did, but I'm curious. <laughs> I, I'd i be curious to know if four, because three was such a thing that yeah. four was like making bank off of just because three was so epically huge that like. Mm. You know, sometimes the next entry, people go see it and then they're like, oh, I didn't like that. And then, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not saying four was bad, but like just three was like massive, like from right, the, right. track, the music videos. It was like, you know, he's starting to turn into like a wisecracker guy, but he's still kind of scary. So I don't know. I don't want to talk about three yet, but um, <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah, because like I think four made like
0: forty five million dollars and then like five makes half of that, I like twenty two million. And yeah. like, that's a huge drop off in one year. But yeah, I think you're right. There's probably some residual three love and then people
1: go see four. Five does well, like, you know, like I figure <laughs> that's now we have n- nine total that we're talking about, but like at a certain point, people were like, didn't we already watch a bunch of these? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to see
0: Freddie have a dream chat? Let's go like <laughs> they're like dream chat What's this i'm gonna go watch that new uh i don't know what they'd even see at the time <laughs> but uh yeah it's just I, i'm just curious but it's weird yeah. but um okay so, I, so wait i was also we did... getting older and changing oh, yeah <laughs> citing
1: other stuff i don't know okay so we both did our number fours so we're to your number three yeah my number three is number two okay so we've already discussed that
0: yeah okay um my number three, we also discussed. This is going so fast now. Uh, is new nightmare Carolina's new nightmare. Uh, um,
1: I was nervous about the middle part, but I felt pretty good about the top two. So, oh yeah, now I, I just kind of realized what's happening. <laughs>
0: so, uh, okay, yeah, I mean new nightmare. I said I said my piece on it. I, I it's it's I, it's weird. I put it three. here. Hmm? That's your top three. It's this is your number three. My number three. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. I it, it's but I put it there and I kind of debated it putting it there. It's almost like based purely on its quality because I I almost feel like on any given day I'd go back and watch like four or five or even two or like almost any other ones because like New Nightmare is kind of heavier feeling. I don't know why. Like it just there's a lot going on, but I really think it's just I think it's just so creative and well made and plus Craven. I don't know. Like, but it's kind of like a heavier meal. I will say like, if the other ones are like fast food, new nightmare is like a real, like heavy dinner, you know, it's like that's an
1: excellent way to put it. And and it's so hard. It was so hard for me to put it where I put it in mind because it is like, I mean, it's a really well-made movie. Like, and it's not, you know, a goofy fun time. Like some of these things kind of are more free spirited. And so I was like, can you put something, you know, like when we did our Texas Chainsaw Massacre one and I was just like, I got to put two <laughs> as my number one. And I know like the first it, it like hurt me to say it, but I like had to go with my heart. And it's the same thing with this quality of a film is like, I mean, am I going to gravitate towards it as much? Like now that I have five, I'm going to be watching five. a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I can we
1: get I want to say one thing. Can
0: we get an awesome box set of the nightmare movies? Because we have that like there's like a little kind of cheap blu-ray thing that's been out for years and i'm just waiting for somebody like scream factor give me like a good yeah. box set like they were probably Thirteenth, because i feel like it deserves it and I, i've been holding off and buying that cheap thing for years so i'm like someone's gonna put a better version out right but they have not yet so i don't know but i just think i'm very sad the series don't have like an amazing box set on blu-ray or 4k even at this point but um mm-hmm. maybe one day so okay now this is fascinating because i'm curious if we're gonna line up on the top two i know the top two are the same
1: but yep. will we? There's mash? two movies left. And uh, so it's a coin toss. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and if this is going to tell you the, what the other one is. Like, there's, right. no... <laughs> there's no mystery after this. Okay. So, my number two is on Elm Street three. That's my number two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in this situation, I really had to like sit there with my heart and be like, I've seen three way more than one but the impact of everything that's created in the first film from when i saw it as a kid how scared i was it's just such an iconic thing i mean look what it created there's there's still going (laughs) and there'll probably be more soon uh it's just yeah three is the sleepover movie. It was the one on VHS that we would all watch together with our friends. It has like the coolest, like group of kids. They're like doing rad dream stuff, which is a kid. <laughs> you're like, That's what I wanna do. You know, like yeah. when you're- I wanna and- be a dream warrior. Yeah, <laughs> And you're like, it'd be so rad to walk on the ceiling and I would step through door frames, you know, like just weird kid stuff that you think yeah. about. But like in dreams, you could do it. Um, And it, you got Chuck Russell, who of course rules. Jennifer Rubin, who was like my horror crush and like basically video store crush through the whole time we had the video store. I'd watch every single thing she was in. I still, to this day, own most of it. Um, <laughs> Larry Fishburne's in it, Zsa Zsa Gabor. The effects <laughs> are so rad in this movie. The, mm-hmm. uh, the gags all totally work. The, um, oh man, the part where he's marionetting someone by veins is just so yeah. Crazy. The one-liners actually are great. And uh, there's, I mean, there's so much that's been said about the Dream Warriors, but th- it's all right. It rules. this movie. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, this, I, I mean, you said so much there that I agree with. I, it's got, I think of the whole series, I think uh, all the kills in three are like, like collectively the most creative group of mm-hmm. kills. Like, I don't think they've topped them. They've had other great ones. Like I think yeah. the one in four is great, the Freddy's Dead, Carl's thing. Like, but I think collectively three has the best ones. Um, I mean, it's definitely started the trend too of like whatever a kid's thing is is going to be the way they die. <laughs> like, you're into comic books, that's you know, how you're going to die. Yeah. You do drugs, you're going to get needles in the arm. Uh, like, you like D and D. It's like with the like that one is <laughs> that one's like kind of underwhelming in a way because like like when they see the wizard master he's like i'm the wizard master and then just gets stabbed in the stomach it's like yeah. after some build up but um the marionette thing is like an image you could never forget
1: i'm pretty sure <laughs> like you just that'll haunt me forever um it's, a, it's like the wrist one is bad but the veins through the top of the feet i was yeah. like i don't even know how that works that's yeah. awful <laughs> what the hell yeah, yeah it's i
0: mean it Chuck Russell's great with effects he did the blob he did the mask like I, I just those two alone like uh so I feel like he's great at handling effect stuff uh I like the cast a lot uh for obviously Heather Lane can't coming back oh, um so good love to get Lawrence fishburne very young Lawrence fishburne just randomly is a like that's uh, like a bonus it's like oh Lawrence Fishburne's here too like as an orderly or a nurse or whatever um Jennifer welcome Rubens,
1: prime time so. I mean come on yeah why well, was <laughs> It's so
0: funny. That moment, you could pinpoint that as the moment the whole series changes after that. But but I think three is still like if anyone doesn't like where the series goes and three is so good, it's like it's fine. Like and that that effect is so good. I know all the attention's like woke in a primetime bitch, but that's an amazing effect with his head popping through the TV and like smashing her head into there. It's like it's so good. Um and I I think I read that that's like the only line he ever actually ad-libbed completely was walking to prime time bitch
1: and it's like the one of the most iconic lines in the whole yeah, scene it, it really like changes the character like it he's yeah. like everyone's <laughs> like hold on a second he could be saying funny cool stuff too like what are we doing like let's <laughs> be saying something. bitch every single <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay stay with me here <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, i mean yeah three is just i don't know three is a blast i three and the original are the ones I've watched the most like by a lot I think it's oh. funny because I you know like all of their ones but I I didn't have to re-watch one or three for this because I'd seen them so many times and I was like I think I'm good I think I could talk about them without watching them again but and I kind of knew where they were on my ranking because they've always been the top two yeah. um I just I mean three is it's it's just it's a good time I don't know it gets it does so much again in like a 90 minute runtime and like the finale is great. I love the whole idea of like them kind of getting powers, like the guild you know, it has a kick-ass Dawkins song with a Dream Warriors song. <laughs> like what what more could you want? Uh I am sad. I am always sad when Heather Lane Camp gets killed, when Nancy gets killed. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's a noble it's a noble sacrifice. <laughs> so uh yeah. I I you know, we're we're in agreement on three. Three is three is awesome. Dream Warriors is is great. So um anything else on three before we
1: no, I mean, if anyone's like not on board with Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I don't know what to say. Like, it's just it's <laughs> it's wall to wall awesomeness. And the only reason it's not number one is because there's a number one. Yeah, because number one exists. Uh, it's like also
0: I guess someone should mention the line. I'm beautiful and bad before. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, it's so uh, three. is So much fun. Uh, so uh, I mean, no mystery now. Our number one. The original Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984, uh, which I felt like anyone listening, if they listened for a while, probably wouldn't surprise them too much. Because I've, I mean, even you, you probably would guess it's someone's favorite, but I have gone on record that it's one of my top three favorite horror movies of all time. I can never pick. I go between this and the original Halloween and Text Chainsaw Massacre as my. Uh, I mean it's kind of a
1: basic triple, but they're they're great movies. So you know it's like <laughs> but it's like the your Mount Rushmore of horror is gonna be probably <laughs> the biggest ones because like they resonated with the most people. You know, it's like right. there's a reason why these things are, you know, like like you said, like you know, more mainstream or whatever. They weren't made that way. Like this wasn't built <laughs> by committee, you know. This was like the last yeah. mastermind of like Wes Craven, and you know, it's the same thing for the Romero stuff or or Hooper it's like they're successful stories that have been told over and over and over again but it's only because they're so great you know yeah and right. now that you said that the funny thing about all three of those I'm
0: sure nobody in their right mind imagines to be so successful and launch franchises because oh, right. it's like uh, Halloween's supposed to be just like the babysitter murders and this was supposed to be like I think just under slash and we would you know Wes Craven juice the whole dream element. And then, Textile Massacre was like, you know, that was made off, and they were like crazy people made this. So the yeah, it is like none of these are made by committee. You were right when you said that. And like Nightmare on Elm Street is just, I I, I kind of go toward be my actual like favorite favorite sometimes, but I, it's so hard to pick. But I just think it's so funny. I've come full circle, on this and now it's like Freddie, you were my biggest fear, but now you're my favorite horror movie icon. It's like, um, and it's just Robert, so
1: reception tale.
0: It is a redemption tale for Freddy for me. Um, the first one's just so creative and so imaginative. And uh, just, you know, just that I, I talked about way earlier, but the idea of this killer that can get your dreams is like one of the best horror ideas anyone's ever come up with. Like, it's so good. Um, I mean, you go ahead and talk. I don't know how I got to collect my thoughts here.
1: But it's just. No, no, I mean, I am completely in agreement with you. I just think. It's so smart for him to introduce the dream part because it just it just opens it up completely like it, he can be bending logic and doing stuff that, you know, we see Cronenberg do later on in movies where you're like, wait, is this real? Or is it? Oh, it's not. And like as an audience member, you don't even have the safety of knowing like, OK, this part's he's fine. He's just sitting in his bed in his football jersey and. Uh, he's probably not going to get sucked into there and all his blood squirt up onto the seat. Oh my God. I just completely what's happening right now. <laughs> what a visual. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, it's so well cast. And like the thing about this movie or say like Friday the 13th with the, the, the sounds that become so iconic to what then becomes a franchise is the score for nightmare. on Elm street is like so haunting and like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't like, <laughs> all like it's kind of music boxy and like creepy and then you add in these little kids that are playing jump rope which shouldn't be creepy but it's creepy and then <laughs> you got like a limerick that are doing where i was like stop with the rhyming what is this like this is all too much for me and uh yeah it's just um the parents don't believe the kids so you have that whole thing and it's it, yeah it's it's a it's a classic for a reason it's a, the, the whole reason that there's any more films from nightmares because of how well it's like put together and created how effectively it works on an audience i don't know what more you can really (laughs) say about a film that like it just it's like three it completely rules (laughs) yeah it's
0: like the it's so hard to talk about because it's like a Beloved horror classic, and like, what else can we add? But
1: there's um, already documentaries and stuff like that. Like, I just, yeah. I can't. I didn't work on the movies, so I can't share.
0: <laughs> if only we had stories to share from the set. Um, we'll watch
1: the documentary if you want that.
0: <laughs> Heather Lane Camps, a great final girl. Like this whole idea too of like just you know you can't go to sleep and how crazy that would make you. <laughs> it's like I, there's just so many good elements here, and like you said, like the idea of putting in dreams, like completely takes any limitations off like anything you want to do which is again not to peck on the read again but i will which is why it's so disappointing when you've got a franchise that literally has said there's no restrictions we're in dreams you could do whatever you want and they're like "Eh." like it's just like isn't there like a wallpaper gag let's do that one again but worse anything you can do it like that's the great like because dreams can be so crazy like um so I, you know, I just love it. I think the first one has so many like images that have stuck with me forever. Like with even though I think all so might think it's kind of goofy, but like Freddy with his arms elongated, walking down the alley.
1: That was just, creepy when you're a kid. If you oh, see when you're it, a it kid, sucks,
0: it's maybe not. But it works when you're like, oh, when young. you're a kid, it's terrifying. And then like the I, the one I think maybe the creepiest is when they're in the school and the body bag gets dragged yeah. by like by an invisible. You know, it's like that's terrifying um i don't know it's so good it's just it's like i don't know what else to say i this always happens i feel like with not just us but like anybody's a big classic and it's like it's just great what do you want from us like um it's really i mean it's endured obviously it's like that idea has gotten other things you brought up a bunch of movies earlier that ripped it off so yes.
1: uh, well, i mean or i could have gone forever but i was like let's keep the bit down to just four movies <laughs>
0: that's a good bit uh i mean he made a pop culture icon freddy krueger like um i like i like that he can talk i do think that puts him apart from
1: like the jasons and the michael myers of the world like scarier for me because it's like yeah the the silent thing i think can work for sure i I i'm not arguing against that but for me personally the fact that he could say something to me is like another layer of offense like i'm like don't i don't want anything to do with you and then he's like gonna insult me and i'm like oh yeah now (laughs) that's the thing actually with like michael myers and jason is like
0: when they kill people to me it never feels like a personal thing because they don't Mm -hmm. talk to anybody like maybe michael myers and laurie is personal but like beyond that it's like it never it's just like it's to, but freddie can like really insult you and like yeah. and taunt you like the thing he does with carlos and freddie's dead where he's just like torturing him and taunting him like that's
1: it he's to me like delight in your pain whereas right. like michael myers and jason are just like get out of my way you know they're right like, they're you're kind of like just in their way it's like okay i'm just gonna, gonna kill you because and then they just move on and that scares <laughs> some people yeah. more but for me it's like it's this personal way of him being like Hey, hey, Dirk, you're a bitch. That's my Freddy impersonation. You're <laughs> like, oh, that's not like, called That's for mean. Freddie. That's uncalled for, Freddie. <laughs> he just pulls my intestines out, and I'm like, oh, this is worse. Yeah, yeah. this is
0: so much worse. Uh, also, it's funny because you have a Hellraiser, I think, water bottle behind you, and I'm thinking of Pinhead scares me pretty bad, too, because they're kind of... They can come out of anywhere. Yeah. And they and, talk to you and they delight in your pain and torture. So yeah. that stuff. Jason and Michael Myers, I love them, but they're it's it just feels very impersonal with them. They're just like, bam, get out of my way. <laughs> like
1: you yeah, you're it. in the wrong place, wrong time. Same thing with Leatherface. You know, you shouldn't. Leatherface, the yeah. They they try to make him sympathetic over the. I mean, I guess they've kind of made
0: all the guys that are silent. I feel they try to make them sympathetic. It's interesting. Like Jason has the whole like drowning kid backstory and his mom and And Michael Myers has the whole thing with, like, oh, he was a a boy that needed help. And they've all got... But Freddie and, like, Pinhead have no, like, redeeming qualities. (laughs) Freddy's just a child murderer. And it's, like, you know, he's just awful. There's no, like... And he's going to talk shit to you and then murder you in a dream. (laughs) Like, I just... Oh, man. I want them to reboot it again. And someone just go really
1: crazy with, like, dream kills. Like, go big. Like, go... I'd love to see... in So another example of why the remake doesn't work for me is like it starts off with a dream sequence and everyone's miserable in the dream but like (laughs) all the dreams are kind of not great i want more where things are going well like you're really stoked on your dream you know (laughs) and it starts to go bad like you're flying and then you can't fly you know something like that where it's just like i get to eat all this candy you know and like that's the kind of thing I like <laughs> more rather than they're just like, Oh, I think I'm in a dream world. Yep. This is a boiler room. Like it's yep. just so so many this is
0: bad. Just I straight. would like, like more stuff where it's like a lot of my dreams are always like, I know I'm in my house, but it's not my house. That kind of thing, Starring. which I guess you is want- harder to, <laughs> to like get across in a movie. But like, there's so many times in a dream where I'm like, I'm in a place I know, but it's not the same. Like, the staircase is over here or the layout's different and like things are just off and like uh you know I
1: there's just again
0: endless possibilities <laughs> like so let's reboot this thing
1: and, I've uh, been diving yeah. through all the Juan and Ringu and um all the that kind of J horror wave that happened oh yeah yeah and that has a lot of like coming from like a Westerner perspective it it seems almost like dream logic where you oh have, yeah like, that's that many <laughs> cat sounds and stuff like, let's get some weird stuff like that in there. Like, like, <laughs> that street that we just can't rationalize the thing that's happening. Yes. It's like, I showed the grudge to my wife last night and she was just kept being like, yeah, nope, no thanks. Nope. Uh, lady's <laughs> hair in the corner. Nope. I'm good on that. And like, there's no reason they couldn't do that with Freddie. Like, he could be all kinds of, like, he could be up on the ceiling, like in uh, what was that movie with the nut allergy kid that gets, oh, beheaded.
0: hereditary.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could no he could be
0: much scarier than they've even tried to make him because he could be literally anywhere, anything, uh, come out of anywhere. Like I, it's funny you bring up the Japanese horror because I have said many times I think, yeah, you got you like Japanese horror specifically, I think is the scariest stuff I've ever seen because it feels like it plays by absolutely no rules of logic.
1: No safety <laughs> and, for us as an audience. Like it's just like I don't know why why oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no safety. They're just like fuck you. I don't care if it makes sense. They're like it's. Which I don't. It's American horror. I think is very much like we need answers. We need things to like be explained. Yeah. I hate that. I think the scariest stuff is like when you don't understand what's going on. Which is dreams a lot. Nightmares. Like you don't know what's going on. You probably need like a good like Japanese horror director come over and do a nightmare in old Street movie and probably just scare the crap be out be everybody because be um terrifying. be absolutely terrifying. I was hearing somebody describe the movie Pulse i've yeah, ever yeah. seen yeah i've just seen clips from pulse and i'm mortified i'm terrified of it but like oh. that looks like complete nightmare
1: like stuff to me yeah. like that so have you ever seen the movie the eye not the remake with jessica alba <laughs> no but it's funny i just was like reading about this and i was like should i watch the eye and then watch the remake i don't know where i haven't done either one yet but i, I have not i just i just re-watched all of them so there's four oh. original films and oh, then, wow. there's- then there's the remake um the thing I love about the first one, which is why I wanted to watch all of them, is it does this dream logic-y thing. By giving the lady these corneas that are from something, I won't tell people what it is, <laughs> but it allows her to kind of see ghosts. And so you don't know who's there and who's not, who's hmm. real and who's not in the world. And it's I love that so much because it's like Nightmare on Elm Street where you're just like, are we in a dream? What is this? And, and oh, what can you do in the dream? We don't know. Are we helpless? What's going on? Um <laughs> And the way that the original film plays it, there's a sequence where a person's in an elevator and someone's just suddenly behind them facing the other way. And that's all I need. Like I am freaked out. And then it turns yeah. towards the person and you just see the toes above the ground kind of moving closer to them as, they're, as the floor. It's so well done. And it just, it gives me, I have goosebumps right now just describing it. And I've seen <laughs> the movie multiple times. And then I watched the remake and it, the way that it's cut, the way that it's put together, it's just not, it. The, that magic element isn't there, you know, that just um, makes the scene what it is. And and so that's the kind of magic that we're talking about in Jack jet- yeah. Jack into A Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street is because apparently you and I both want to be terrified. Apparently. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just think it's just like, it's such an easy
0: like it should be an easy thing for someone to do not e- you know, but like it's, it's like, it's right there. Just, you know, go for it. And like, it makes me not upset, but like when they do something, it's so like safe or boring, like the remake, it's like you had literally, you could do anything and you chose to do like nothing. So it's just frustrating. And like, yeah, I mean, I love that stuff. It's like nightmare logic type stuff. I mean, I guess David Lynch is a guy over here. That's done stuff where you're like, yeah. I don't understand what that was, but it terrified me. Like, he does horror when he's not even trying to do horror, I feel. Like, like there's stuff in, like, Lost Highway yeah. that's haunted
1: me, uh, you know? And that's more like a noir, you that know, like... behind the dumpster is, like... Oh, God. It on in it's my like, brain, it's too much. <laughs> it's, like... Yeah. It's,
0: I mean, he would never... This would never happen. But the idea of David Lynch directing a Nightmare on Elm Street movie really would delight me. so
1: weird. He's Dude, so, weird, so but weird.
0: I would love it. I think he would absolutely kill it. I think it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, cause he does dream logic very well. He does like,
1: like Freddy Krueger is played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> Heather is Nicholas Cage, and you'd be like, "Oh, I don't know. I mean these are choices."
0: That's a, a very good uh, David Lynch
1: impression. <laughs> uh, I enjoy talking like him a lot. So. It's, it's
0: fun. Um, we got to do a David Lynch movie now at some point. Just so you can do a David Lynch impression the whole
1: time. <laughs> I'll do it the entire time. Oh, good. Uh, character. One of my favorite to say character say as him is, Slippers are the dangerous type of shoes. They're <laughs> named after what they're supposed uh. to do like what you don't want shoes to do is slip so
0: um but yeah so uh basically Dirk and I want a reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street and we want to be scary uh somebody make it happen new line come on I know you're still there um okay well this was a lot of fun it went very fast to the end we started just rolling along so um we should probably definitely reread these lists so um do you want to go from your nine to one you are yeah
1: Okay, so my number nine is the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Number eight is Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Final Nightmare. Number seven is Nightmare on Elm Street 4. What's this? The Dream Master. 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 <laughs> uh, number six, Nightmare on Elm Street 7, which is not called that. It's... Uh, New Nightmare. There it is. yeah. Uh, <laughs> five, I'm going off my other notes now. Number five for me was Freddy versus Jason, which could have also been eight. But uh, number four is Nightmare on Elm Street 5 number 3 is Nightmare on Elm Street 2 number 2 is Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and number 1 is the original Nightmare on Elm Street
0: were our list completely different between 1 2 and 9 like yeah. were 3 through 8 completely different <laughs> I and love that
1: slightly shuffled around you know yeah. like and it could have been completely different it was just like me rationalizing like I guess I might watch this more or like it was a tricky one because there's so much that i like in these films and they're so different that i was just like it was it you know like i could have had tax and string and been like okay this well over here <laughs> but
0: yeah i yeah. was also doing this a whole exercise made me realize like without a shadow of a doubt this is my favorite horror franchise oh yeah same like yeah i, it's not, I used to be like oh maybe it's halloween it's maybe so it's friday funny. no i love halloween i love friday halloween has some lows for me i don't like resurrection uh like uh i don't like part six sorry other people i don't like there's there's some real lows in that friday 13th is like very steady but i don't think it ever like hits the highs for me of nightmare like yeah no i could could throw on a friday 13th anytime basically but
1: it's not the quality i feel like never gets to a nightmare on home street level (laughs) Uh, my, my question for you is i feel like with halloween and with friday the 13th there's a, a certain point where you're like, all right, they're just kind of, tr- you know, flogging a dead horse. They're trying to milk the m- <laughs> most out of this and keep it going. I feel like I can feel that in the movies, whereas I feel like maybe it's the quality of these directors or what, but they're like constantly bringing new stuff into the Nightmare on Elm Street, not counting the remake, um, so that it feels like there's some new blood or new ideas. And maybe that's part of why we like it
0: I was thinking they definitely have also, I think, the most consistent high quality directors throughout the franchise. Yes. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, it's fascinating how they just like one after another. It's like oh another talented guy came through, and then like it's yeah. So this is my favorite. I love a bunch of other ones, but this is this is it. Um. So okay. Uh, my number nine is the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Uh, my number eight is Freddy versus Jason. My number seven is Freddy's Dead. My number six is Nightmare on Elm Street Two. My number five is Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Number four was Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Dream Master. I really did not plan that when I made the ranking, and they my four and five, were four and five. Um, My three was New Nightmare. My two was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And my number one was the original Nightmare on Elm Street, which people probably wouldn't be surprised by. But the rest of it should be, you know, a, a surprise. Um, I would love to see people's Nightmare rankings when I drop this episode, because I'm guaranteed that they're almost all different maybe the tops i think the top is pretty similar but once you get past like the first one in dream warriors i feel like it's a free-for-all for, for everybody uh,
1: else absolutely. so that's like this really when i started re-watching them i was like well i know those two are there i just i i yeah, can't that's i, I think didn't think even seat those i was surprised by five that was a great revisit for me and then the other ones i was just like yeah this is good there's nothing wrong here like i would watch this like (laughs) this is fun i only have to say things that aren't super super amazing about it because the other ones have stuff that i find super amazing like it's not even a fault of the film or the people that are in it you know it's the only one that i was really bummed about re-watching was the remake and that just solidified in my head that like (laughs) this is this is one of the this is probably the movie that gives all of the other platinum dune type remakes a bad name, because bad, it, yeah, it's.
0: <laughs> I think that might have been. Was that their last one? Did they go off the rails after that
1: one? Did it hit it? Oh my gosh. Well, I have to go look, but I think it's the last. It feels like the last one. They're like, oh, I guess we're out of ideas now. Did um, you like the Bright of the 13th remake? I do like that remake because I first time I watched it, I was like, there's nothing here. And then I re watched it and I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. This is totally fine.
0: <laughs> That's an easier franchise, I think, just to make another entry for because. It's so much more simple than nightmare. It's like kill some kids at a camp. You know, it's like it's very like, and I do love the fake out opening for the remake where it's like the first 15, 20 minutes is like you think you're seeing the group for the movie, and then that does not happen. <laughs> and then it's like, okay. And they did need, need do like a fake out later on with like the final girl. It's there's some interesting stuff there, you know. It's it's a good time. So uh I think is it Jason Mears? Is that his name? Or Derek Mears, who plays jason i think he's a good jason i don't really not somebody who like picks like my favorite jason or Jason, but i feel like he's a good one i will say after i just said that i don't love the guy that plays jason in freddy versus jason i think he doesn't do like much of anything oh yeah tinzinger i think his name he's just tall he's super tall and i feel bad for um oh my god (laughs) the guy who played jason Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. Thank you. Oh my God. It's so, it's almost midnight here. People I I gotta think. So Kane yeah. Hodder, I feel so bad for Kane Hodder because he really cared the flag for that franchise through some like entries that were not well loved. And I know he really wanted to play chase in that. Cause it was a big deal and they passed on him. I think cause they, I think they literally said, it was like, we want the height difference to be bigger between Freddie and Chase. <laughs> and it's like, that's it. I, I,
1: that's what I heard. I may be wrong, but. um, think, Like that anyone would watch it and be like, you know what I liked about it? How tall Jason was. Like, what you are you? You know fighting?
0: what I loved? How the extreme height difference between freddie and yeah. Jason. Like, really matter sold. at that point? Like, they're fighting. Who cares? Um, yeah, I don't know. But he, I was thinking that day. I was like, he's not a great Jason. Like, I don't often think about the merits of who's playing Jason. But I'm like, this guy just stands there. He doesn't do anything. So, anyway, um, I don't. We should probably wrap up now. So, right, it's, of
1: course.
0: It's uh. But this was this was so much fun. Um. These oh, yeah, rankings no. are just a good time
1: <laughs> yeah i loved getting to do the texas chainsaw one and i love that we got to do another one it's i don't sit around and and try to figure this out with all the movies that i own and so it's really <laughs> fun to like actually take the franchise that i you know grew up watching and be like let's see just like personally how this would all shake out like from my least favorite to my most favorite um without saying that things are garbage or whatever and uh yeah. that and, wasn't uh,
0: hard on it wasn't hard on this episode uh-oh. because i i really like poster. besides that remake i i feel like i probably had more negative stuff on the
1: um Texas oh. Chainsaw. we we both hated leatherface I remember yes. <laughs> i'm mad i own it i look at it on my shelf and i'm just like damn it nah, i've never thought about throwing something away but i mean <laughs> maybe you, know, you could
0: I, like donate it to your local library or something i don't know
1: just, i don't wish that on other people right. maybe just leave it at the like local thrift store <laughs> Just leave it in someone's mailbox as a gift. <laughs> I'll give it to the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and give it to my enemy.
0: Yeah, give, give it to your mortal enemy. <laughs> um I don't yet yeah, would you I, I think I like the Nightmare remake a little more than Leatherface, if I'm having to pick. It's easier
1: to watch. Yeah, that's the Leatherface movie is just an ugly thing altogether. I'm not is... saying that the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street is good to look at. <laughs> But it at least doesn't make me want to like shower afterwards. Yeah.
0: I wasn't saying it was a great choice, but I just if <laughs> I had to pick.
1: Sure. and did did
0: we both pick the Texas Chainsaw original or did you pick two over one?
1: I picked two over one. You okay? Pick, yeah. It's the same thing with this one. Like, I'm like, well, honestly, I have seen three so many times because it's so fun, but you're looking at the the quality of one, you just can't, you gotta give it to <laughs> it. I knew yeah, that yeah. you no, were gonna. With the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I was like, we had we got the same, like, same stuff going on, just slightly different order. But yeah, yeah.
0: I just couldn't remember because that was like, be funny if we both picked the original in both episodes, but you picked two. And I and I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, it's a lot of it's a very
1: good time, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah well, so. and, and Dream Warriors, those two films you could watch and have quite a fun October evening, you know. Whereas like if you watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's a different type of night.
0: That's... <laughs> it's yeah, that's a very different type. But that's a
1: night where you're going to be like, I got to go
0: call some friends and just try to cheer myself up. <laughs> just need a hug. Yeah, uh, I, I need a hug. Please, someone hug me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Well, yes. Thank you again for doing this. This was a, a ton of fun. Um. I'm glad I got a good uh October episode out for for spooky season. Yeah. Is this Taking like
1: a, 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 an island in the middle of your break?
0: This is an island in the middle of the break. This is in the middle of October. I'm going to put it out next week the 16th so like dead center of the month and you know uh hope people and I had to get something out for October it felt wrong to miss October so um this was actually I mean having to watch a few movies very easy to prep for and I love these are very fun to do so um this was a very good time so thank you again Dirk um but uh do you want to go ahead and plug anything who could follow you what's going on yeah
1: VHS uh VHUS is the podcast um you can find us wherever you podcast on the social networks it's vhus underscore podcast um right now it's just been a crazy season 13 so we're just doing whatever we want just some wild and nutso episodes i would say that's what kids are saying nutso Um, (laughs) but we're going to come back with season 14 with our classic format and i've got some great uh professions uh if you haven't heard of our podcast it's a podcast where each episode is about a film and the guest has the profession portrayed in the film. So we kind of talk about a movie, but also talk about a person's life and what their job is like. And so this season we'll have a linguist for the first time. We'll have a a new teacher. We'll have a stunt person for the first time. And (laughs) we'll have, I have another one confirmed. What is it? Ah, a hotel manager, um, which we've never talked (laughs) with before. So I look forward to those stories. And um, in between those, we will have new release late return episodes. So it should be a very very fun season fourteen coming up.
0: I am I'm, I'm kind of surprised you've not had a stunt person on before, because that seems like there's a lot of movies with stunt people, like as the the subject. And it just seems like I don't know. I felt that would have happened already, but I'm excited for that. Oh, that no, one really.
1: I've had two special effects people, but no stunt people. And a and a person reached out and was like, "Hey, I have this movie coming out." can I come on the podcast and I was like absolutely let's uh <laughs> let's get this working um so I'm very excited for that um that one hasn't been recorded just the linguist <laughs> one so far but that uh, I'll just tell people we talk about the movie the statue is that your favorite movie that you've you no know? I don't know what that is. oh <laughs> Oh, I just assumed because it's a movie that stars David Niven, and he uh, his wife builds a giant naked statue of him, and he recognizes that the penis is not his, so he goes around looking at all the men's penises on the world, trying to find who the man was that modeled for his penis for the statue. This is a real movie that is made. That <laughs> uh, oh, and he's a linguist, so I had it come <laughs> from from a uh, a university. And then realized like, oh, I now have oh. to make sure that this person doesn't get fired because it's a it's a lurid kind of film. But um, oh my but yeah, God. I people couldn't see
0: me. I was losing my mind as Dirk was describing this movie. <laughs> Add to watch list
1: immediately. Oh, uh, you know, I I mean that at your own accord. I don't want to, you to say it's your only half star review on Letterbox. Like one Daniel Epler said about me in a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Him to watch, uh, oh no, <laughs> a movie called Nocturna, which is a disco vampire oh. movie. Yes, that's uh-huh. right about that part. But he left <laughs> out that it's about Dracula and his daughter operating a hotel because that movie is ripped off for Hotel Transylvania and oh. no, one, no one talks about Nocturna. And so I thought <laughs> this would be fun. Apparently, ruined his evening. Sorry to say, uh, <laughs> Danny. But um, I'm oh. just he's had me on his podcast. I don't know people thinking I'm I'm mad at your friend. I'm no, not. At all. I could tell he's just teasing. He's
0: just you can... yeah. Poor <laughs> te- Daniel's been called out a few times. like, like Mark Warner's called him out. I think for stuff,
1: and uh, he's such a he nice man. Stain of when he said, my, he's like Dirk Marshall made me watch," and I was like, "Jeez, <laughs> you don't have to name check me." But um, no, I got to go on one oh. podcast to do an international film fest draft, and that was one of a oh a, yeah, it was a really fun episode to get to. You
0: know. and Carmelita,
1: right? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. really wonderful. But um, I
0: uh I did not name check you when you had me watch uh two movies. I think I had what? two movies, Project I didn't Metal like. Beast. No, I kind of I kind of uh, like Project Metal uh, Beast, although it does not live up oh, to the
1: happiness of the Cottage. Curry. the yeah, that was Is There another one? I thought those were the two. We
0: did. You 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 really did me a solid cause you, I got to talk about Livewire with Pierce Brosnan, right. yes. which you knew was a movie I already loved. So right. you're like, "Matt, I won't
1: I I knew there was two you didn't care for, but that that was just Project Metal Beast, Happiness of the Categories, Categories and then Livewire. Okay, yeah, yeah, I knew because there was there
0: was two where you were like, okay, those didn't go well, Matt, but now we're gonna do Livewire. You love. Livewire. we talked about
1: you coming back for one another one that's a movie that you really like, so people can stay tuned for that. I won't say what it is, but you gotta remind me because I honestly don't remember. (laughs) Oh, okay. I we will. can say
0: it off the mic we can say it off mic if let's you do want. that let's do that okay um people i know it was a while ago but people should go back if they missed it and go listen to me and dur talking about Livewire on yes. his podcast because i love that movie <laughs> and i had a very fun time talking about it um and yeah i honestly probably could do another episode on film feast down the road
1: on Livewire because i still feel like there's even more to say about that huh. picture <laughs> Oh, and I got messages from people that were like, "I just picked up this movie, Livewire, because you guys said it was so good. Yes. And It rules!" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're not gonna." I, about
0: I feel like I sold quite a few copies of Livewire because I, <laughs> I talked about it beforehand. And people were like, "I got to check this out," and then on your podcast, people were like, "I need to see this." I was like, "Yes, go watch Livewire." Um, so yes, everyone should be following you and check out your podcast. Um, for our stuff,
1: you can follow us on oh, Twitter. Oh. I have one more thing. Everyone should be watching hot ones right now. It's season 22 of the show where people eat the spicy chicken wings. The celebrities go on. And, uh, my wife and I's business Marshall's hot sauce is number six of the lineup for the entire season. So you can, uh, you can watch Justin Timberlake, Bobby Flay, Cardi B. And this week is, uh, do, Do-sa, Doge, Doge Fox. Oh, geez. Do Doja like- cat. Yes. Doja <laughs> cat. And, uh, <laughs> Who I didn't know was a thing. And then it was like 80 million views on a music video. And I was like, oh, okay. Nice. Uh, but it's super fun. And you know, to watch shows like this where you you know someone or you've heard someone's voice, it's a it's a fun thing to see celebrities, you know, interact with something that you're aware it's, of. So that is so wild.
0: Like I meant to ask you about that way earlier in the show. Like when no. it first started, I forgot. Because it's a very big deal. Hot ones is a very like it's a very popular thing like and i i honestly have told people it's come up a couple times where i'm like hey i podcast with a guy him and yeah. his wife have a hot sauce on hot ones and they're like people are blown away like they are like what yeah. which one
1: and i'm like it's number six it's the marshall's hot sauce <laughs> it's like events these past three week- weekends i told you and um people come up and they're like oh this was on Season twenty two, because no one knows seasons. Trust me, I have a podcast that's based on seasons, and oh, no yeah, one—no yeah. one knows about this. <laughs> Don't do it, people. But um, so they go, it was on, and I go, no, it's on right now, and they're like, well, really? And then I show them the video on my phone of like, <laughs> of the Sean like presenting the sauces, and they're like that's insane. I'm like, your hand is on the same sauce that he's touching right now. Like, <laughs> you oh, could my own God. this. Yeah, I just <laughs> push them out. They just go, oh, I can't believe this is real. And I'm like, that's how I feel, watching it with my <laughs> wife and daughter on her iPad Thursday mornings. And first of all, we're like, don't talk like Cardi B is talking right now. But um, yeah. Gotta <laughs> <Kinda> be very <laughs> surreal to see something you made
0: literally being just, yeah. you know, passed around by celebrities. They're like, oh, okay.
1: It's, for, yeah. Be, for me to be able to say when someone tries something that that we make I go yeah this is the one that made Justin Timberlake have to be like give me a minute and that's not a lie that's a real thing I can say that's wild. Mm-hmm. that is surreal to the utmost that I can I to, you know
0: very excited for you guys so that feels like I mean I know I think we talked a long time ago and you told me that the process is like very tough to get on that show uh, you know so the fact that you got on there is very cool uh and yeah if everyone's watching hot ones jerks their their pot sauce is on their number six it's <laughs> uh, Matt where can people find you oh no no problem uh it's like what if I was like I also have a sauce and hot ones uh, and it's like I, I've told no one it's a secret What? Uh, but yep number nine no it's like, uh but no uh, for me you can follow uh if all the podcast at film piece pod um we I promise we will be back uh at a regular uh into more regular interval probably after november because then we'll start doing all the best of the year stuff like top 10 discoveries and top 10 of 2023 and uh then i'll I should be able to get rolling again after the holidays with more normal the break has been great the funny thing with the break is uh i've been doing all these guest spots so it's like it's so been a very very busy break but i appreciate all my friends always asking me to come on podcasts and i just you know i can't i can't say no come on and it's always fun to be a guest anyway so it's been good i'm feeling refreshed already so um so yeah we'll be back in full in full steam uh soon it'll be, it'll go by fast and uh and yeah film feast pod on twitter map 87 on twitter film feast all one word on instagram uh can't think of what else to plug uh my letterbox i guess i've been plugging that more if you want to follow what i've been watching is i'm not doing the podcast as much it's also at map 87 um that's it I hope everyone has a great october go to the pumpkin patches uh, go do whatever drink apple cider watch scary movies love it <laughs> so uh have a great october everybody, and we'll see you later bye everybody